There we go. We are ready. I'm yeah. so, so excited. Wow, that was probably um, this year the quickest I've gotten to 100 likes. Oh, 100 already. Oh, one of, my, one of my favorite straight boys quickly in my tweet. They're just like, gentlemen, this is fashion, but in Spanish. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I love male approval. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, I actually do, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I don't think I do, you know. I like, like, obviously I do to some extent, but I don't, I don't get like that rush of like, oh my God, yeah, when like a man compliments me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny enough, I don't get it as much with like queer men. I think that's because like, really? that's what I'm, like, that's my comfort zone, like that's what I'm used to. But like when when straight men compliment like either my looks or like or even just like my personality i find it i I get validation from it because it's out of their comfort zone if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah. it's like you've gone out of your way yeah yeah, i I guess it's different because i'm a girl but to be honest i don't interact with many straight men <laughs> Lucky for some. Lucky for there some. are not many in my life. Probably like three. And I'll That's name them. <laughs> and I'll name them. Yeah, I, I don't even. Yeah, I can't lie. I do. T- I don't. I do talk to straight men. They're my, They're like my pets. I'm joking. They're like my. But I want to like. I don't know. Like I feel like everyone's been talking about this male validation stuff, and I just haven't. I don't think I think about it consciously, but like. <laughs> I just don't, I don't really want men to compliment me. I get, I get happy when like girls and then running people compliment me, but men, I'm like, I always, you know what I always think about? That one quote, I forgot who said it, but that woman who was like, she said something like, um, I get flattered when men say they want to have sex with me, but then I also remember that men would have sex with like a McChicken or something, <laughs> or like a cheeseburger. And like, I just always think about that because men sit in their bedrooms and fuck their socks and like they fuck flashlights and shit so i don't that doesn't really yeah i don't i don't know i don't i don't really take that stuff to heart because <laughs> they're sick compliments from lesbians now that is like the apex of like validation for me yeah 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 like yeah i can see that I can see well, that. Even like, when I there's think... this one when there's the like when there are those people that lesbians like men and the lesbians are like okay, we think he's attractive. I'm like, fairs. Honestly. Yeah. I think it's one of those ones where it's like, because I don't actively really go seeking out specific types of validation. But like, I do notice when I, like, when it comes naturally, like how I feel. I don't think I do. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. What, girl, <laughs> I don't, what do you know? <laughs> I don't think I think about it. Like, and I don't, I don't know. I just don't think about it. It's nice. It's cute though. It's fun. We cute. So I'm just looking at your hoodie. I'm just like, wow. Look at us. Look at us. Matching. Me and my best. I've had this hoodie since like I was like 16. Yeah, same. I've had this since 2017. I don't grow. I don't think I've grown since I was that age. Even though people are like, well, you must have. Well, I haven't because I literally <laughs> wear the exact same clothes. It's, the exact it's your same hair. Shoes. It's, it's the black people hair thing. It's like when my afro grows or, or like when they're No, stupid. it's not even that. It's because I'm tall. People are like, well, you must have been growing. Okay. It's just because I got really tall when I was like 15, 16, and then I just stopped. But I'm um, just tall. I'm tall for a girl, anyway. Wait, how tall are you? 5'11. 
five. God, this is a this is a touchy subject. No, it's not. But I don't know. I personally, yeah, I'm actually just below five ten. Oh, that is tall for a girl. Yeah. Yeah, but to other people, they don't accept that. So I just say I'm five eleven because I can get away with it. But I'm not. Like I'm not even five ten. Like the last time I got measured when I was like seventeen, I didn't even reach five ten, which is so embarrassing for me personally. You should start wearing platforms. I think I'll get there. You would eat. I'll get there. I'll get there. She's like, do you know I don't? I don't. But I mean, you know, you know me. But I don't buy the clothes or shoes. Like, I, I've had. I actually no, that's a lie. I bought one new pair of shoes last year. That's and the last time before that was probably when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really a shoe person. I have two. I have three pairs of shoes that I go between. Oh no, no, same. Mm. We literally that's have the it. same brain. No, honestly, like I don't get when people like buy like different kind of shoes because my shoes are all black and like, like black or white. So and the same people who have it. like seventeen different pairs of like trainers or whatever will be wearing the same outfits, and that's okay. That's I, okay. It's like. Wouldn't you want You can get more variety Out of buying More like actual clothes And a couple pairs of shoes Than you can with Bare pairs of shoes And a couple outfits Honestly They probably can But I Don't care about clothes I can't remember What (laughs) anyone is wearing My mum will be like Do you remember that time When we went this place And I was wearing Like that purple dress And I'm like You could I Doesn't That doesn't register (laughs) Like I don't I could not tell you that's um, that's how my memory works. Like, like I remember when when shit was open. Like, I'd be I'd be saying to my girls, "Oh yeah, like let's go to this event. We're going we're going here. What are you guys wearing to the motor?" And then like let's just say Shaznay for example would be like, "I don't know, man. I just I don't know." Oh, sorry, Shaznay, that was not me trying to. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I'll be like, "Oh, do you remember that like blue satin shirt that you wore to this 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 on this day and this thing happened?" That's that's how that's how like. No, when I have a back catalogue like, of outfits, my friends. When they're like, "Oh, do you remember that that pink jumper?" I just say, "Yeah," but I don't remember. Hmm. For you, actually, I remember your one green cardigan. That's it. Oh my god, thank you because that's that's like that's my. And I know that you, card. I know that you own leather pants just because I've seen them. But yeah. that's that's where my memory stops. You've you've sat on them. Well, like when you were wearing them. Yeah. You know that photo of us? I was wearing. Oh, you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. You see, I couldn't even. I, do you know what? I literally posted that. Like, what? How long ago? And I couldn't even tell you what you're wearing in that picture. Yeah, I, I was wearing the green cardigan and my leather pants. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, also the reason that I, I knew that. Okay, let's let's get into it for real this time. Okay. Hi guys, and um, welcome to Chats. Um, I'm so. It sounds exactly the same, and I hate. <laughs> Bringing the birds, bringing the birds. Welcome to Chaps Hats. Where the birds at? I love that. Hi guys, welcome to Chaps Hats. I love that sound. Wait, can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hi guys, welcome to Chaps Hats. I'm your host, Owen, aka Glowin. That is at G-L-O-W-I-N-Y. Thank you for joining me this Sunday. I'm here with a very special guest. Um, yeah. One of my best friends um, in the world. Uh, my astrology twin, same sun, same moon sign. That is Gemini and yep. Virgo. Yep. We are both wearing pink hoodies right now. We are both Ugandan. Um, it's my twinny, my killy, <laughs> my bro, my sis, everything. All of the above. Um, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, um, I'm Shah. 
My station is R. Shalila. S H A R. Ah, can I spell? S H A R L O O L A on Insta and Twitter. And yeah, I don't know what else to say. Um, so Sha is um, an artist and Ooh. animator. Uh, artist, animator, writer, small, small. Oh yeah, writer as well. On the day this, on the day this actually comes out, I might have a fun little announcement about my poetry. But okay, um, and That's hopefully cool. you'll be you'll be modelling soon because you are you're you're too tall and too pretty to not be doing something. <laughs> with it. I mean, what can I say? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, me and Shah are, are just chilling today. Very relaxed approach. There's nothing in particular I have to say or want to talk about. But yeah, let's get into it. Um, so, wow. Well, sorry. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> first things first, Bobby Schmad is out. That's Bobby Schmad Bobby Schmad is out. And I'm just so happy, like, because it's just been such a long time coming. And I feel like... Him coming out during Black History Month is just, yeah. How long was he in jail for? Wasn't it since like 2016, 17? It's been a while. It's yeah, been like, let, me, let me check. How a good few years. Bobby. And, we, and like every single year they were like, yeah, he's going to be out. End of, this, end of this year, end of this year. And now he's actually out. Yeah, in 2016 he was, he pled guilty and was sentenced to seven years in prison. What did he do? <laughs> did he kill someone? I don't know what it was for. It can't have been killing someone. He wouldn't have got seven years. Oh no! It was con- it was conspiracy to murder. That's so like, like you didn't even do anything, and you're in jail. All he did was conspire. Now, did he kill anyone? No. Didn't it? Just make some small joke, and now they put you in prison. That's the thing, because I remember being like sixteen years old, and like um, everyone was 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 doing up hot nigger at motives, and then all of a sudden, I never heard of Bobby again. Yeah, and it was actually so sad because it was like it was like that summer, like that summer when music was really just music in, and then he just went. Two thousand sixteen was the, everyone on Twitter always like talks about how two thousand sixteen was the summer, and it's no exaggeration. Two thousand sixteen had crack in it. Two thousand sixteen. What was I doing? That was my summer after year eleven. My memory, yeah. please. Where is she? That was. The I know that I went. Summer. I know that I went wireless. And I remember that was really fun. Like, I think that was a good summer. Yeah, Bobby Schmider's released. I'm really hoping that, because I know that everyone's going to be like expecting or anticipating new music from from him. But like, not gonna lie, mm-hmm. my man was in a black man, a young black man, spent like six. I think it was six, six of the seven years of his sentence. No, five even. Sorry, spent five years is serving a prison sentence when he's so young and he's probably coming yeah. out of this like so much like older mentally so i just hope he takes time for himself mm-hmm. i hope he's surrounded by good people no no more conspiracy to murder i hope he gets all the assistance he needs yeah. to catch up with the real world and yeah, yeah good luck to him i will be listening to his new music when he's ready in no rush because even pe- the yeah. way people are rushing rihanna's music do you know what? At this point, at this point, I'm, I'm, I understand if she never drops it. it she she doesn't owe us anything. And she how many really albums does like, she have? I don't even know, but she's been doing music since she was what, like 15, 16. And yeah, after yeah. she gave us Auntie, she can do what she wants. She can do as she pieces. Rihanna has eight studio albums. 
What you people are greedy as fuck. That woman has oh, eight honestly, albums out. She gave you skin to even help after you've now been dancing to her for years, and now you want her to do more. No. I want her so to relax nice. and do whatever she wants to do. Because especially knowing what the industry's like, I'm sure like she was under a lot of pressure to churn out these projects like back to back to back to back. And it's like, yeah. when you spend so long being forced to create like to produce so like it's literally a product like to make this product um mm-hmm. then i'm not saying that it takes love out of it but it does so i i don't blame rihanna if she wants to get into her little fashion here her little she's coming out with furniture she's she's doing yeah the and also it's not by force do one thing for your whole life like mm-hmm. she's done i'm glad that she's doing something she wants to do rihanna is a pisces and if pisces and gemini have anything in common it's like the need to explore different avenues of creativity and dip our toes in everything. So let the girl mm. dip her toe. She she's not even dipping her toe. It's not like she's had little little hobby there, little little sewing there, little little arts and crafts. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. is giving you the Rihanna Empire. She's giving you everything. Yeah. You like the way Fenty for. took over, like like you don't hear about Mac anymore. Like everyone uses Fenty Mac as a reference. What's Mac? Cross. <laughs> everyone's cheese. like, yeah, my Fenty shade is this, that, and the other. Like it's amazing, but. Yeah, people need to leave Rihanna alone. Do you know what I realize that people actually don't care about the artist is when people are now still hounding Frank Ocean for music after his brother passed away? Oh, they need to leave that one now. And I was just like, wow, like, that's that's so crazy that, I don't know, it's just so mad. Or like when people break up and they're like, oh my days, that music is going to bang. Like, I used to find it funny, but now I'm just like, damn, that's actually really, that's like messed up. (laughs) You're like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, their trauma is gonna bring me good music. <laughs> it's like, like especially with someone like Frank, where this is, this is no shade. I I do have my qualms with Frank Ocean, but I'll speak on that afterwards. But Frank's sound is very samey in a good way. Like it's comfortable. Yeah. I love it. Like so, if you people actually want him to grow as an artist, you also need to let him rest and develop his sound and just make music for fun until he finds until he just like finds something. Let yeah. him rest. Let everyone. Let no, my heart actually breaks. For music. My heart breaks for, music. for him. If you I want music, go and make it yourself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> actually, Daddy, no, no, no. Actually, let's not say that because the SoundCloud rap is enough. Like, let's not put that out there so, so people I can mean, laugh. But I, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I fuck. I don't have to like everything to fuck with the the idea behind it, innit? True. No, true. But the things I've heard are just. Oh, the things I've heard are not the best. Um, one sec. Dan Dom just posted a photo, and I want to see, give him some love. You want to what? Screenshot give him, it. Give him some love. Look at this uh, beautiful, beautiful man. Look at that whore. That's the only white man I'll post on my story. I'm joking. I'm joking. That is He's a I don't put white people on my story. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, so last last year. After BLM, it was like a sigh of fresh air because it's like I felt that was at a time that I felt a lot of obligation on social media to share certain people's work to support my friends. Da, 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 da. But it's like mm-hmm. you can actually support someone in silence. It's not every day post every single piece of art or every single selfie that your friend posts on your story. So yeah. when when um like the racial tone just shifted, I was like, I am free of any social obligation to white people. <laughs> I was not sharing anything white on my story. It's even recently that I've started like actually sharing whiteness on my story again. But it's like, 
even still, it's like I don't feel I don't feel like I have to anymore. I don't care how close you are. Like, yeah, I I I share the things that I I like or I think my audience will like if I feel like it. Yeah, back yeah. You really have to think about it a bit more. I don't think about it because my Instagram is just my Instagram. So I just wish that I, I like. Oh, to live like you. Oh, to live wild. Honestly, everything. like I will post a meme. I will post something so random. But I don't even follow white white like enough white people or enough white creatives to be posting their work. But even if I I just don't I just don't post mm. it. I just like posting black people's stuff. What is that like? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really I don't really follow many white influencers. Like the the big accounts are white that I follow. because oh, I don't really follow celebrities anyways, but it's mostly artists like photographers or like stylists or like mm. graphic designers or stuff. Stuff that I can really dig my teeth, sink my teeth into. Or the f- I've only recently started following like white like typical influencers again, um just because unfortunately white influencers do set the tone for like a lot of like trends in that sphere yeah. in like fashion and in da 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 whatever so and the white fashion boys like these these young white fashion boys there yeah, they know what they're doing in terms of like Instagram contents I follow a few as research even though I don't I might not fuck with their vibe mm-hmm. or them personally but oh, anyways, i've developed a new drink well i haven't i just developed, developed my already my perfect drink of apple juice and water so oh, it's no, no, two-thirds no. shut up it's two-thirds apple juice one-third water and now i add some lemon juice and it's just great it creates like this lovely watered down cloudy lemonade so if it's two-thirds apple juice and one third water, two thirds plus one third is a whole. So where are you getting the lemon? What is the lemon juice doing? Okay, but the lemon juice isn't like it's just kind of like a couple of squirts. It doesn't okay. really count. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Frank Ocean, I don't know if I've discussed my personal qualms with Frank Ocean. What's your issue? What's your beef? What's your beef? Okay. Is it, is it, is it his whole like white white people thing? It's it, that's part of it. So. <laughs> When I say I have, I have qualms with him. I, I think I can't. I don't think I hate him. I don't hate him. I do love him and love his music, and I care about him, which is why I'm so critical of him. I, when I really got angry at him was last. Was it last year or the year before when he had like a series of parties in I believe New York or LA, um, called called Prep Plus. So this was a series mm-hmm. of nights. Um, um, where he'd have like different DJs and, and themes or whatnot. Um, and I think this was, this coincided with the release of his, of two songs that he did. Um, was it In My Room and another one? I think it was like a Spanish one. I don't um, remember the other one. But so the party was called Prep Plus. Now, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, I mentioned it in the last episode, I think, but Prep is um, a HIV um, treatment or prevent- preventative um sorry um and the whole theme of these parties or whatever was like it was set in the 80s in some sort of alternate utopia where um prep had been invented before the aids crisis and so the hiv epidemic never happened so i was like already you're bastardizing queer history i'm mostly queer black history um the party like didn't release any information to do with PrEP, no education, nothing to destigmatize HIV or anything. He didn't, he had 
a lot of like white um and cis hat like DJs or whatnot. So I'm like, that was even a chance the way Wait, so it was basically just an 80s theme party. Yeah. And <laughs> you would think that a prep themed party, especially if you're take like essentially taking the piss out of the AIDS epidemic in like the black community, it's like you think you'd have mostly black queer DJs. Uh-huh. And it was like branded as like a safe space or whatever. But tell me why um, white like white women were coming for like their their hen nights or whatever and taking pictures of of performers and things like that. Like and like dancers and sex workers, like they were fucking yeah, zoo I... animals. Even though they were ensured that there would be no photography and they would be safe and da da da. So oh I'm like, gosh. on top of on top of literally like bastardizing the AIDS epidemic. And all of the hard work that like our our like queer foremothers and forefathers have done, you've now also made it like literally just like a fucking exhibit, like a like like literally yeah. a crazy. <laughs> Wait, you said that was last year? Was that? I don't know if it was last year, year. I think it was the year before, actually. Oh uh, right, before, yeah, two thousand nineteen. But yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't fuck with that, especially when another thing I have, is, which is also my problem with Tyler the Creator, is. Is like that you've not date who you want to date because I also understand that <laughs> that everyone has private lives. So it's like even though we assume, oh yeah, Tyler only dates white boys. Oh yeah, Frank only dates white boys. That that is yeah. very unlikely to be like true in that. Like I'm sure they date a lot of people. It just so happens that we've seen them publicly speak about or publicly date whoever. And it's just like if you know that this is your image. And you know that this allows white people to, to even have the idea that like, oh yeah, like black people are out here like favoring white people in the dating and attraction, which some people do, but it's like, I just hate, mm-hmm. I, I hate, I hate allowing white people to think that, or I hate, I just, ha- I don't, I don't want them to have that power because even yeah. within the community, sometimes like we'll take the piss out of each other and be like, haha, you only date white boys or, or da 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 And it's like, it just frustrates me because it just frustrates me. It, it just makes me annoyed. Yeah. That's why I get so Welcome touchy about my dating history because I'm just like, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yeah. I've, mostly dated, I've mostly dated white men, but it's like, I, they're not even my my top two preferences. It just so happens that I'm dating. I'm sorry. So sorry to the exes listening. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I just Actually, to I'm not sorry. <laughs> me, I'm not sorry, but Yeah. Um, do you Tyler know the Creator, started? I don't want to speak on Tyler the Creator because I know he has intense fans, but he does not sit right with me. That boy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I love him, but I don't That's trust what I have him. To say. <laughs> I love him from afar. I, yeah, I don't. I don't trust him. Um, okay, you said you wanted to talk about mental health. Let's get into it. Okay. So I lost down and mental mm, health. Mm-mm. Let me have a sip of this coffee jar. <laughs> I promise I would talk about mental health today. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I have bipolar disorder. Um, and I've previously suffered with like severe depression, um, general anxiety. Um, what else? Oh, I suffer from PTSD. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um and yeah god knows but um so i've known i've had bipolar for like let's say the last three four years um i 
previously in therapy, um, I've had therapists or doctors be like, have you ever considered that you might have bipolar? I sort of dismissed it because mm-hmm. I didn't, I think I didn't understand what it was in the sense that I knew it was, but based on like media and like TV and yeah. movies and stuff, I thought bipolar was like, like this, ext- I mean, it can be extreme, but I thought it was this, I, I, I just thought it was nuts. I thought it was mental. And this, this is not the yeah. easy way to be talking about mental illness, but Honestly, that's just that's just what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I looked at myself and I perceived myself as like high functioning and quote unquote normal, um, yeah, I didn't really see myself as bipolar because I didn't understand how those two things could coexist. Yeah. Um, it was only when I was at uni first year when my friend's girlfriend who had bipolar disorder. Um, we were just like laughing and joking and then she she made a joke about like how like like sort of relating to me and being like oh yeah because because we're bipolar and i was like what and she was like wait you do know that you have bipolar right and i was like hmm hmm so oh then I, I spoke to my doctor and got a diagnosis and assessment well assessment and diagnosis um but yeah so bipolar disorder um there's multiple types of it so I have bipolar type two, um, which is a milder form, um, and both. I mean, all types of bipolar you experience um, periods of elation or euphoria, or just like higher energy, um, a more sort of less sort of impulse control, more spontaneity, um, can be increased irritability, and th- these are called manic episodes or mania. Um, there's different types of mania, but go and do your own research because I'm not a fucking doctor. <laughs> um, and this is also accompanied by periods of depression or low mood, um, which is just depression. Um, so bipolar type one has more severe um, or more contrasting episodes. So mm-hmm. like extreme mania to the point where it, it can sometimes cause psychosis or hallucinations um, and severe depression, which can often lead to suicidal ideation um, reckless or harmful behavior and sometimes there's like periods between episodes where you either feel normal or it can you can have mixed episodes which is a combination of both um so bipolar type 2 is pretty much the same thing but way less extreme which is what i have um and in saying that i don't want there to be i don't want this to be misconceived as like i'm saying that one's better than the other because they're not Mm -hmm. um i used to have more severe symptoms when I was a teenager I think a lot of that was because I was genuinely depressed outside of having bipolar disorder um but yeah so when personally when I get manic and depressed nowadays I don't really get depressed often I just want to clarify I don't have depression like I don't like (laughs) that I used to but um I'm not depressed at all like I'm I'm chilling I Mm -hmm. don't have depression as a mental illness but I experience depression as a symptom of my Mm -hmm. mental illness um but yeah nowadays when i'm when i'm manic i can usually predict it coming like either on the day of or like a couple days before and i can usually tell when i'm going to be depressed like a day or two before which is great um because it means that like i can sort of plan my life around it like if i know i'm going to be manic i'll be like oh well let's do like loads of creative shit on this day or let me save my work for when i'm super manic so i have the motivation to do it or blah 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 and when I when I predict that I'm going to be depressed, 
To be fair, I'm still productive. I'm I'm always productive. I can't lie. <laughs> um, yeah, even when I'm depressed, it just means that I can just sort of adjust my day or my schedule and like take it a bit easier, or just like save simpler things for depressive episodes. But yeah, like I said, I'm always productive. So <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's me. Um, when I was when I was like a teenager. Or like when my illness was like more severe, I used to, like before I knew I had bipolar, I used to have like way worse impulse control, always moving mad, like, because you can trigger episodes as well. So sometimes I'd get excited, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a night out, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then I get drunk and I would move way more chaotically or way more, way more recklessly than, than I'd like to, maybe spending more money. And that's like a common yeah. thing with manic episodes and people bipolar spending more money drinking more taking more substances or like even just uh, talking to people or doing things in a way that's like like out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and sometimes this can mean that when like when you do do this reckless behavior when you're manic um a lot of people end up feeling really guilty or um just having low self-worth after an episode because it's like oh well i've spent all my money i've done all these these wild things that are out of my character and it just makes me feel really self-conscious um do i have any advice for, for this shit um, <laughs> how do you think like being in lockdown has like how do you think that like, you having my pillar has maybe made your lockdown different to people who don't have it um personally i think i think it's I think lockdowns helped a lot because having to spend so much time with myself with like, because like if, if, if you're treating it as like day to day is pretty much every, like the same. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of like, there's less outside stimulus that will affect my episodes or whatever. Like yeah. there's less excitement and there's less like disappointment. So because everything's pretty much the same, I can sort of like monitor how my, mental illness works naturally without outside stimulus. Yeah, yeah. And so it's made it even easier to like tell like what things I can do to like speed up or help an episode or trigger an episode or whatever. And I think it's made me way more in tune with myself in the sense that like, oh, sometimes like, oh, I know I have this like long challenging thing up ahead. So it's like, oh yeah, let me just like trigger, let me just trigger an episode or let me, let me do something to make this more productive. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Again, I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> I think everyone should should take their, yeah. their own mental illness at their own in their own sort of like way. Um, I'm happy to chat to people if any if anyone like going through similar stuff wants mm-hmm. advice or just wants. I to- think talking to people is like really really good when mm-hmm. you're not sure of what's going on with you because that's the way that most people find out what that they that's always like that's how people even go to get a diagnosis like that's what happened to you yeah um so yeah yeah definitely because talking to people even just about like what what symptoms feel like yeah um because one thing i'm really good at is like just objectively viewing my life experiences or like intellectualizing my life experiences which is why i'd say that i'm probably so good at dealing with my mental illness or working with it 
But mm-hmm. one thing that helps me do that is talking to people out loud because other people are viewing your experience like with less so less subjectively or less personally. Yeah. And so just talking mm-hmm. about your they can they might be able to like sort of interpret or analyze your your symptoms or experiences in a way that you can't because you're in it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. That's me. Um I'm sure I'll talk about um, mental illness again on the podcast but I just thought I'd give you guys a, a brief overview yeah yeah but yeah I'm chilling I, I like I some of some people would have seen it but um I tweeted the other day like how it's so interesting watching how um as my as like I've gotten less depressed over the years and just like m- more like happy within myself my mental illness has gotten way less severe to the point like I'd say my bipolar is like it's like quite subtle like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like this big bad thing it just feels like oh like oh it's like it's like hair it's like oh it's just there like it's like yeah. to me. and like I, I honestly I love I love I love being bipolar like I wouldn't change it for the world like I honestly think it's like one of the one of my favorite things about myself like such a gift because I'm able to like I have such a good relationship with myself and with my illness but mm-hmm. I just want everyone else to be able to get to that point. Well, me on the flip side, I have mm-hmm. major depressive disorder. So, <laughs> fuck that shit. It can go. It can go. Don't, don't appreciate it in the slightest. But in terms of lockdown, other people who suffer with like, depression or just getting no media know that lockdown is tough. Oh my days, lockdown can be so shit. But... I mean, I'm not really one to give advice because I, I don't even, I don't even talk about it that much. Like, I don't think people who aren't close to me would even know. Like, I have like the odd, oh, sad day tweet, but like, I'm never like, yeah, this is what I'm diagnosed with. And also, I'm in like the early stages of, um, what's the word of like, what am I trying to say? Of like. Not getting diagnosed, like, uh, like I got diagnosed, when was it, 2019 or maybe last year, I don't know, but like not for other things, you know what I mean, like I'm still in the process of like finding out like what I have, but the depression, I've been depressed since I was like a little kid, which is very weird to deal with and to look back and to realise, oh, like you were literally like depressed and you're like eight years old, like that's so weird, but in terms of lockdown, I think this is so cliche, but honestly, talking to people, I need to get better at it. I know before you shout at me, <laughs> I'm not very good at opening up, but I'm trying, like I'm getting there. Slowly. <sighs> like the thing is, yeah, for me, it's so funny because personally, I always think like, oh my God, you're oversharing, you're telling people too much. And then my friends are like, you don't say a word, like. You don't say you don't. You actually don't. No, you generally don't. I have to, I literally, the thing is, yeah, when you tell me the most is when I've like sort of tricked you into saying the most. I, <laughs> I don't think I'm doing it. That's the thing. I think it's just because I'm so used to not talking about it that I can't, I just, I just, I just can't. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel so guilty when I, sh- I know I shouldn't because obviously when other people tell me about their issues I'm not like oh fuck off like don't be telling me this like I, I don't mind like it doesn't put any weight on me but I'm like 
what's, why am I going to sit here and talk about like, like I'm depressed. Like I just, <laughs> no, honestly, that's how, I just that's how I feel it. sometimes. Like, yeah. Also you mentioned, um, mentioned something and, and like, it's so, it's so weird, like growing up yet yeah, and becoming more emotionally intelligent and looking yeah. back and realizing the things that fucked you up. Like, oh shit, I was actually so anxious in primary school. I was so, ah. Bro, <laughs> listen, my social anxiety, I'm still pretty bad, yeah, but before not knowing what it was, oh my God, like it was pain. Like it was, school was so difficult and so embarrassing. And I just, I messed so many things up and it was just like, oh my God. But then, do you know what actually really helped me? Tumblr, listen, people it's don't want Tumblr know. It's true. It's Tumblr true. was, it was help, it was also, it was so good for young people with like mental health, young people who were queer. Like, if it wasn't for Tumblr, I don't think I would have known anything about my own mental health for a long time because reading other people's experiences, like, I remember I, when I found out about dissociation, and it was so crazy because, um, the metaphor people always use is like, you feel like a robot. And I literally have my journal from when I was like 13, 14. And I drew out a diagram of a robot. And I would talk about how I'd get these robot days where I felt like I wasn't real and like I wasn't really reacting to things. Then come to find out that's like a, a thing. I was like, oh my God, like, and I still have that, I still have that bit to this day. And I always look at that drawing of the robot and I'm like, that's so fucking crazy. But shout out Tumblr. Um, that's the thing. I think with the internet, <laughs> like Tumblr and Twitter, because mm-hmm. I had the same sort of thing with Tumblr, but it's like when you're... Oh, wait, was that sunlight? Was that your lamp? That was my lamp. Oh my God, I was going to say, what kind of sun are you getting? But yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, like being on Tumblr, like as like a teenager, um, obviously it was chaotic as fuck, but it gave mm-hmm. me so many like... The thing is like a lot of people feel their, feel their feelings and feel their experiences, but they don't have the language or the tools to like understand or their dissect or explain their experiences. Yeah. So Tumblr definitely gave me the language to even start understanding myself better. And Twitter yeah. now, hey, Twitter in the last three years, yeah. I mean, it's a mess now. I think I think it's doing too much now, but in the- Yeah, like, Twitter's a mess. Like maybe like from like 2017 to like 2020, it definitely helped me with my mental health in terms of like having- like understanding like the real, real, real psychology that's like going on in my brain mm. or like having the language to even like explain this to other people or understand. Yeah, really, I have a completely different experience with Twitter because I didn't use it. I didn't use it properly until I was 18. So by that point, I was like, I like knew what I needed to know. Do you know what I mean? So I just mm. searched for other things. But I don't know, as someone who used, I used, I was like a Tumblr person. I genuinely think that Twitter is worse than Tumblr. Like, oh no, no, it is. I think it's it's one like t- Tumblr was bad, but Twitter is like. I feel like with Tumblr, yeah, there was like sections you could keep to yourself, you could keep to your little circle. Twitter is like every single person is seeing every single thing from like every group of people, like, and it's just it's crazy. It is crazy, and then you have the worst people making these hot takes. No, do you know what we need to touch on? Yeah. That whole thing about um, don't get like what was it? The whole thing about basically if someone isn't making time for you, if, no, if someone doesn't check in on you, cut them off. Oh my, that was that blew terrible. my mind. I was like, you people are all fucking idiots. That was the, one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like that was so bad. People were like, yeah, like I realized that people don't do that. People don't check on me. Now you're sitting there with no friends because 
you're walking under this impression that, that you don't check on each other like it? it's so because crazy. But now because you haven't checked on me i'm not going to check on you so exactly. where do you go from here where do you go from where here? do you go from there and i think people are also viewing it too like transactional people asking how are you what are you going through that's not always how you check on someone sometimes it's just talking sometimes send a meme sometimes just sometimes then me sometimes a laugh with your friends sometimes just do a quick call like i don't know i find it very strange and i also think it is very you must be a very privileged person to think to think that way to think oh hmm. if someone's not checking in on me they don't care me personally the way i've grown up what i've gone through if someone isn't messaging me i'm thinking they might be dead. Like, let me go see if they're okay. My first thought isn't, oh, they don't care about me. Let me cut them off. New child of trauma. In it, that's the thing. Because I know <laughs> I've I've gotten better at it, but um, I don't always, I don't always necessarily check in on people when I feel like I should. But I try and make a habit of like, if someone crosses my mind in a particular way, I'll, yeah. I'll either just check their social media just to see how they're doing like in general or like I'll shoot them a message. But within that, it's like, just because I haven't messaged you doesn't mean I don't care about you. Like, there's so many people that I haven't spoken, I haven't really uh, messaged even this year. Um, mm-hmm. That's like, oh yeah, like I think I think of you from time to time. And I, I hope you're okay, but it's like it's it's not by force. Because even in this pandemic, I have nothing to say. There's nothing Trust. new. Nothing's changed. Nothing Same old thing. Same old thing. Yeah. Nothing new. Nothing changed. Yeah, it's re- it's really difficult. Like in the first lockdown, um, I was even looking back at like old tweets from summer and like everyone was way more because it, it had just happened and we weren't thinking it was going to last like a year everyone was doing like yeah good cool games everyone was checking it every single day like talking mm-hmm. about what we're feeling what we're going through now the only person i talk to a lot is probably you we talk like every single day because i don't know i feel but you talking to you is like talking to myself so yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel social it feels um, yeah like I, I get drained from social interactions even if it's from like people that i adore but mm-hmm. with owen i'm just like we literally just, I don't know, we're so, our calls are so domestic. We'll be like, let's brush our teeth together. Let's go get yeah, food. Let's get up. Very gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes like I'll, I'll still be in bed, having not left bed and I'll, I'll FaceTime Shah. <laughs> it's when, it's when I FaceTime you and then the FaceTime call comes on, but the screen is still black. I'm just like, this bitch <laughs> still in bed with her blinds closed, her covers over her head. And I'm like, okay, Shah, let's go. <laughs> and then we'll go and but brush It's like her. when I settle down at the end of the day. I'm like, damn, like, I need to go to bed soon. Let me call Owen because then we'll start billing each other to go to bed. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I don't know, like, there's literally nothing to say, but I I miss, I think lockdown told me that I really, I've always, like, I love my friends, but, like, I love my, like, I can't put into words how much I love my friends. Like, I adore being around them, like, everything about them. And it's so difficult to not be able to talk as much as we used to because there's nothing to fucking say. There's... Mm-hmm. There's nothing coming up. I'm not going to see them anytime soon. So it's just like, oh, look at this TikTok. But like, I want to talk more, but I don't know. There's I actually nothing to, to say. Nothing. There's nothing, There's to, nothing say. to say. There's nothing and to say. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't do this forced conversation at my big age anymore. I can't. No, literally. Yeah, I don't, I don't do it, but I'm working on the whole checking in thing. I'm working on like setting boundaries because I'm, hor- I am horrendous. Horrendous. I was one of those people who grew up thinking, why do people always tell me their business? Like, do they just think that I'm trustworthy? Then I realize, oh, it's because you have no boundaries and people mm-hmm. are using you as a dumping ground. And I'm trying to be more, because I want to check in on everyone. If honestly, the way I used to be or the way I want to be is like messaging every single person who even tweets and they're a little bit sad. My first mm-hmm. instinct is like, you need to go talk to them. But I don't. And I need to, I'm working on not doing that. But then I'm like, I don't want to take it too far and neglect people. So, so what we'll you see. need is ba- you need is 
a balance. You need balance. Yeah, I need balance. I think I'm getting better at it. I think I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at not giving too much energy where I shouldn't put it. Because the places where I'm always like, I think I put myself in situations where I'm like, oh, this this relationship isn't isn't like good or like it's draining me. Then now I've learned to like take a step back, and then usually the relationship actually just fizzles out or it becomes way less strenuous. And I realized it was me. It you, was yeah, me. you were the one who was forcing it to work. Yeah, it was me. Like it was me the whole time. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I think that's one difference between me and you because it's like yeah, yeah we have the same sun and moon. Um, and in terms of, in terms of like life experience, yeah, the thing, the thing about you, yeah, is that even though you might not have had like as, as crazy life experience as I have, yeah, Uh your head is like, you you have the same brain as in like, you understand all of these situations and niches in a way that a lot of people older than you don't. Um, but like me, I'm, I've really taught myself to be selfish. That's one of my greatest skills. I am the I am so selfish when I need to be like honestly, like it's it's a blessing because it's just I'm free. I'm free. I'm really free. But in, in saying that, yeah, I'm also I'm also way too nice and way too friendly. Like I'm such a pushover. So again, but I think you're good at you're good at when you realize that you can be like, whoa, let me stop this. Yeah. Whereas my and I, way I literally like, won't think about it for the rest of my day. And yeah, like, but my way of thinking is like, oh, I'm really in this and like like what if, I don't know. I just started thinking, but I think honestly, my like empathy. I just think empathy was a good thing. Let me tell you right now, it's not. It's not empathy is not a good thing because I think I have too much. But I think that stems from like a place of trauma of like growing up and having to always think about what other people are feeling. Like I didn't mm. think about myself. It was always like, oh, but if I do this, it's going to affect this person in a bad way, or this mm. person's going to be angry at me. And so now I can't help it. To the point, like, it's, it's like someone could probably hit me with their car and I'd be like, oh my God, they probably feel so bad that they probably yeah. feel so bad for hitting me. They're probably having nightmares about hitting me. Like, why do I think that's not, it's so stupid, but one day, no, but one I, day. I, I get you though, because you know, sometimes when you see them, them stories of, this is a bit extreme, but you know, when you see them stories of like, oh, you're like in America, like someone's, someone's son was stabbed by another, another boy. Or like killed by mm-hmm. another boy, and then the mum will go and forgive them, or like go and pray with them. Honestly, no, honestly, I always thought it was madness, yeah. But no, if I'm being really, really honest with myself, that would be me because yeah, that would, that yeah. If, if I knew that it wasn't like, if I knew that it was just like, just someone who got into the uh, the wrong situation, of course, I'm, I I don't care. Even if I'm grieving and and da, 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 I I know within myself, yeah, I would leave my house. I'd leave my house with 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 candles and and incense oh. in hand, and I would go I would go and bless that person, and I would I would go. Oh, and f- I don't see, I don't know. I don't know about that because as much as I'm empathetic to the point where it's damaging to me, I also hold grudges, and when I feel like someone has like wronged me, I can't let it go. Like I just can't. But it's not like you know how people are always like. You need to forgive whatever, like, I, let me say, okay, maybe it's just because I'm, I haven't learned. It doesn't affect me to hold a grudge. I don't think about it until, like, I see that person and I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck you. But I'm not, like, over here, it's not, like, eating me up inside. Mm. I just feel like, once you've done something that I view as, like, you can't come back from that, that's it. Like, so, I don't know, if someone killed my actual child, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think by it. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Which are the trauma? Um, <laughs> the trauma. 
Speaking of trauma. Oh, are we going to get into it? Okay. Okay. Because I, I was thinking, I was even going to say. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. We're going to get into it. Speaking of trauma, um, me and Char are bonded for life. <laughs> bonded. We no, have really honestly, suffered. The stuff this that we've gone, do you know what? I what? The stuff that we've gone through is the stuff that people experience in like 20 years of friendship. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and we've only been friends for like, what, two and a half years? Two? No, we haven't even been friends for two years. Like friends as in talking, we've been friends for, as you know, it is kind of two years because of pandemic. I even skipped a year. Two wow. years. It's not two and a half. We yeah, started talking years. in... February 2019. Oh, yeah, so it's two, yeah, it's two years. Oh, my God, happy two, two year anniversary. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> happy two year. Aaron probably knows the date that the group chat. Oh, of back. course he does. He's weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it's been two... Wow. But, um, so yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry, Where the trauma. Where, Where to, to begin? begin? So, um, uh, basically, for those... Some of you probably saw this on my social media... Um, some of you probably don't know who the fuck I am, so I've never really heard this before. But um, we had a very close friend. Um, she was one of my best friends. Um, I'm trigger warning, grief, and um, brief mention of of death and suicide. Suicide, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a very close friend um, who sadly took her life last. Wait, what does time mean? No, it was, it was end of 2019, 2019 yeah, September. Se- September 2019. Um, yeah. And that was a week before um, a lot of our group was going to uni and stuff like that. So that was, that was a, that was a mad one. Um, yeah. That trauma, fam. Even the way, even the way that we all found out, it was just not okay. It was um, like, it was really, it was just, the whole situation was just terrible. And then, so we all found out it was horrendous. Um, everyone was like, just, uh, I don't even remember. How, uh, how did I react? I don't remember. I think I like, I like shouted in like anguish. Like, I was so shocked. I remember I was just in my house and I was like, like, I just couldn't understand. Then a week later, all of us decided to try and continue life as if nothing was going wrong. Then we all dropped like flies. <laughs> Finished. Because we all, we all tried to all go back to uni. It was actually week four. We were all going back to uni. People were going to new jobs, whatever, whatever. And then we were like, okay, we can go through this. <laughs> oh, we did not make it through. <laughs> we did not make it through. That's what makes me crease because it's like, obviously like grief, yeah, whatever. But it's like, I've, I've literally been grieving. Like grief is one of my earliest memories. Like mm-hmm. I can't remember a time when, when there wasn't some ghost or dead person lingering overhead. Like, mm-hmm. so I've, it's not that I'm comfortable with grief, but yeah, I am, I am usually very comfortable with it in the sense yeah. that it's, 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 it's what, it's what I'm used to. So I know yeah. So I was not, when this happened, yeah, I sort of, I sort of downplayed it in my head and expected it to be like a lot of yeah. the other griefs, like a lot of the smaller griefs that I've had. Yeah. And so when I went back to uni, I was just like, yeah, I'm excited for uni. Let me even start this best life, best life, best life, hot girl stuff. I, I really thought, because I, I'm, I'm someone that's like, I have bondage with productivity. Like I'm always doing something. Like I'm always working. Tell. I'm always planning. I'm always creating. I'm always doing, doing, doing. I'm always yeah, it hurts things. my brain. So I thought, yeah, let me just keep busy, keep busy, keep busy. And I thought that was going to be okay. When... Broke, I broke. The- <laughs> um, As in, it's like it's like we all kept doing this thing where like someone would break, and then we try to just 
pick up and continue. Not in like, we'd be like, oh my God, like, like literally, okay, like what, two days after we found out, a bunch of us met up, me and Owen got drunk. Ah, way got too drunk. Drunk, even those have been drunk, I've not been drunk, maybe we were drunk that day. We got drunk, it was horrendous, there were tears, awful. Then, three days later, I can come to uni. Like, but personally, I didn't really have an option of staying home because... It's not a great place to be, especially going through something like that. It was just terrible. Mm. But then it was just, oh my God, it was so, it was so bad. And then a month later, my granddad died. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually, it was so interesting because dealing with grief is like, it's different. Like I had an uncle who passed away. He was, when I was like 14 and he was like the closest person that that was like a really, it was like out of the blue, like just random heart attack. But it's different when it's like someone died from natural causes or there was an accident. But then when it came to how we lost our friend, you don't realise how different it is until it happens. And I hope it doesn't happen to anyone who's listening. But if it has, then you know. Because you're in this thing of like, that's the thing that didn't have to happen, sort of mindset. And you're going over. And the thing is, most of us, it's like we spoke to her. And then, like, we spoke to her, like, the day before. And then we didn't hear Mm -hmm. for a few days and then we found out the news. So it's like, oh shit, like, what if, what if someone had done this, what if someone had done that? But there's no point getting over that because we've been down that road and it was not, <laughs> it was not it was a great ride. Okay, though. Like, it was generally not okay because, like, it wasn't okay. I spoke to her the night before because I was, I was going somewhere. And so, like, she was just, because I was bare anxious. So we were just on the phone. We were just, like, talking, gossiping. Like, she was like, oh, my God, show me your outfit. Da, 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 da. Like, oh, my God, we'll do this and this and this. Like, next week, da, 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 we'll do this and this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, exciting, exciting, exciting. I remember I even spoke to her about her mental health because I wasn't worried, but it's just, like, she was just having a day. And mm-hmm. so I spoke to her about her mental health. Like, I sort of, like, patterned her and got her, like, told her to, like, to do certain things in in order to just, like, have herself sane and sorted. Um, and then... I, I didn't speak to her the next day. Um, I think I'd messaged her either the next day or that night. I mean, my, I, all my WhatsApp combos of her are gone because <laughs> technology. Of course um, And And then I, ha- I hadn't got a reply for like two yeah. or something days. But like, see, the thing with me is when, when stuff like, when worrying stuff like that happens, like when a friend hasn't replied for days or like when someone shows suicidal ideation, but like there's not much I can do I, I just shut down because trauma yeah. it's like I'm, and also I, having I, a I friendship group where a lot of people struggle it's not abnormal for people to take a break yeah so it's like I shut down because it's like I know that there's nothing I can do I can just wait for that response yeah and then when er- everyone else started having similar things like her not replying da, 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 and we messaged our group chat just like oh has anyone heard from from bleep yeah um has anyone heard from her has anyone heard from her and then we all start going into a panic and that 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 was see when stuff that was when in my mind I'd already decided the worst yeah it's when it's when like you and certain people who are a lot closer to her were like no like like she's never not replied in this way I was like fuck but I was expecting I don't I can't even remember I just can't remember because it just felt so quick I actually messaged her like I guess the, the night before and we were just, I don't even remember why we were talking. I think she just put, she posted something like a picture and I think I was in it and then we were just talking and then 
I think I was like, oh, like just checking in. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of like going for a thing, but I'll be okay. Liar. Liar, liar. Even liar. they have, have lied. That's but, actually really yeah, and, uh, Do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, when you lose someone, you go through these things of like, damn, I just want to hug them. And then other days you're like, I want to scrap you. Like, I want to scrap. Because it's so funny because I, like, I've done so much work on, like, just emotions and my anger, yeah. But the way, like, grief, yeah, made me regress, like, it made me, mm-hmm. it felt mm-hmm. like a lot of progress was undone because I'd be so irritable. And some days, like, I'd wake up and all I wanted to do was just talk to her or just, like, hug her. And sometimes it's like, I would think of her and get really angry. And it's like, I wish you were here so I could yeah. fight you. Like, I'm so yeah. vexed. Because, no, sorry, even the day, on the way that we found out, that was not okay. That was not okay. That was not. Like, sometimes I just think, like, what did, like, what did she expect us to do? Like, we would oh no it was it was actually awful like it was fucking hell rude and then okay so that happened and then it's like okay we're just like struggling through a few months yeah 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 it gets around like february i'm just i'm i just um i just put on an event with my art collective like for valentine's day we did like a vintage sale slash party. We were like we we're also selling mm-hmm. art. There was a DJ set. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. And then around that time, I was starting to be really hopeful for life. I was like, "Yes, life and living." I I got a job. I was enjoying. I was enjoying. I was even working. For, I was even working on vulnerability and and forming new relationships and friendships. And then pandemic. Yeah. Pan- it was- no, not even pandemic. It was strikes and then pandemic. And then I had to laugh because I was like, okay, Oh my God, so the strikes. I completely forgot about the strikes. Like, this strike hit harder than any strike of my life. That was mad. I didn't have any money, luckily. I, was like, I mean, not like, Michael's, but yeah. Like, what do you expect me to do? So now I've done all this work and then it was undone by grief. And now I'm working on Literally. the grief. And then you tell me I have to stay in the yard. Mine okay. was, yeah. Mine was, fam, what, what work? I, the thing is, my, my go-to, my settings are help other people so I was so worried about everyone else that I kind of was neglecting myself and then before I could even think okay maybe you need some sort of help my grand my granddad got really sick and he that was rude as well because he took like a month to die like and it was just him in pain like it was awful and my mum was Going like going to Uganda and then coming back and then I had to keep going home to like check on my brother and my dad because men are useless. So I'm trying to do up like mum of the house and also keep going back to uni. Then we had to go to Uganda for Christmas, which was a whole thing because by that point my granddad died and it was the whole thing of like do like seeing my grandma for the first time and how she was taking it, seeing his grave. Then I come back yeah, January to like March uni was not it was not a thing i couldn't go in i couldn't do anything like i was just flopping then you know it's getting to march i'm thinking do you know what yeah weather's getting nice let me pattern let me actually do my work for second year then pandemic hmm. and the last thing i went to before we got into lockdown was the memorial for our friend oh my god yeah that's the last time i saw aaron that's the last time yeah that's the last time we and i couldn't even argue him because pandemic oh yeah yeah, it was a kind of around by then. Yeah, it was because because I didn't hug Nath or Aaron because of the pandemic. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I miss my boys. This is so sad. No, I miss everyone. No, I really, I really miss people. Anyway, then we have pandemic, and then yeah, really, really touched on like lockdown and mental health, and now we're here. But the weather's getting good, and I hope that that's helping something. Yeah, it was. It was nice today. I took some photos in my little cow yeah. print outfit. If you know, you yeah. know. Yeah. Ciao. I need you to pee. I need to pee, and if I don't pee, I'm gonna cry. Um, and I don't want to okay, do go that. Pee. So. <laughs> pee, bro. Anyway, no. In terms of grief, yeah. Let's let's end it on a on a light note. Not a light note, but something helpful for people mm. who may be dealing with grief, especially because obviously we have a pandemic. So it's likely that you know someone who has passed. My grandma passed from COVID. When? Oh when shit! Same. Yeah, my. You know what's so funny? My grandma passed. My grandma passed an exact year after my granddad did. I, so I think that's hilarious. I I think that's exact same day. So my mum lost her dad, and my dad lost his mum on the exact same day. And I remember my mum called me, and she was like, "Yeah, she died." And then we were just silent. And then we just burst out laughing because we were like, "Of course." <laughs> that we is were, the most Gemini thing we would do. Yeah, my mum's a Gemini too. We were just creasing because we were like, "Of course, she died on the exact same day." And then doing the funeral in COVID was just not fun. But yeah, if you are going through that. Support, listen, support. I know people always talk about support, but support is actually the only thing that will help because, as someone who keeps things to myself, it's not helpful. And you're not okay as much as you convince yourself that you are okay, you're not. And there are people who are doing the same thing. So just just honestly mm-hmm. talk, talk about it because no one can talk help you. Please, 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 please. Yeah. Even if it's you have so to laugh and joke like, and, and meme your way out of it, still yeah. talk. Yeah, like, honestly, me and my memes, my memes saved me because as much as you're like, oh, like, but no one cares. How people care if you don't tell them? Like, mm-hmm. people don't know what you don't tell them. Like, if you're acting like you're fine, people are going to people are gonna think you're fine. But grief is one of those things. People always say it doesn't get better. You just learn how to deal with it. And that's very true. The level of, like, yeah. pain doesn't change. But you're just like... You have to, we move, we move, honestly. We move, but we have to acknowledge the issues, but we do, we move. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) Scary. Scary. Um, Okay, so let's let's talk about something else now. Because when I started this podcast... Obviously, things have some things have changed, and my ideas are constantly changing and growing, and blah blah blah. Um, but when I started yes. this podcast, my initial idea was that it was going to be a podcast about love, sex, and dating. Hence the name Chirps Hurts. And a reminder for those who don't know what Chirps is: Chirps is like the sort of like the act of like moving to someone, or talking to someone, or like just like flirting or courting, just depending on what context you use it in. So hence the name Chirps Hurts. Oh, I'm so really scared of what you're going to ask. I'm so scared. Um, so yeah, let's, let's just get in. Let's just talk about it. Let's get oh. into it. Um, don't worry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> you can, you can. We can um, slightly. Um, how's, how's, how's your love life? I don't have one. I, um, I, <laughs> 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 um, I don't really pursue opportunities when they come to me in fact you do the opposite when <clears throat> are presented I to you listened- you then squander them because you I are ha- self-sabotaging I, okay 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 me and my romantic feelings right i didn't have any until 
<laughs> I never had to deal with it because my crushes were always just that person's cute. That was it. That was mm. where it started. That was where it finished. Then the devil now visited me and I really experienced um, just a palaver of things. And when shit gets too real, I Pop sabotage. Mm-hmm. I run. I but those listen, the way I sabotage was very sick and twisted. Owen knows what I did. Mm-hmm. And it because was, it was <laughs> this is why I say we're twins, because it's like you did <laughs> exactly what I used to do when I yeah. was this is I, I mean this in not not an offensive way, but when I was yeah, like, I less developed socially in terms of like dating and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So when I yeah, yeah. Considering that was my first experience, like it, it makes sense, but it was it was it was brutal, not for anyone else, for me, because I was the only person who knew what I was doing. Like a yeah, I only fa- I only found out last week. La- Two years ago? No, it was like in the know? last in the last month, or it was in the last month that you told. No, you told it was me. like it was it was it was just before you got your hair done. Yeah, it was, yeah, I found out yeah. very very recently how this yeah. stupid girl even did herself, and I was like, <laughs> I so even I was fooled, even me, yeah, you even fooled me. But that, no, that's, I'm kidding. I was I was very. Um, <laughs> I, I, I even convinced myself at some parts, but essentially what I did was freaked out, fucked, fucked the situation in a way that is like you would see in a movie type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially what I would probably do now if I like someone, which isn't good, I would probably start planning their wedding to someone else. That's just how I am personally, but I'm going to try not to do that. And my first, for anyone else who self sabotages, yeah, I feel like what you have to do, you have to have someone, at least someone that you tell the truth to, because mm-hmm. telling the truth to yourself doesn't work. Because me, I can lie to myself. I can pretend I never even. That's what the I thing. Thought. The and more you rehearse I, a lie, the more you'll start to believe it. Yeah, I had to really plan, and then because I had kind of told my friends, I had to like, I had to, I had to backtrack, and I had to like create this whole other lies on top of lies. To, to talk them out of what I had admitted. I cannot believe that you fooled me. Like, I'm very impressed. Like, I'm, I'm pissed. But I'm when impressed. I tell you we're the same, listen. This is what I can see we through you. Like, bitch. I know. But we are We see same. each other. <laughs> we see each other. We good. We, <laughs> well, I'm not good, but we, we're going to be good. But um, so, yeah, in terms of, in terms of, like, second dating, I literally have zero, zero experience in anything. However, I'm not awful at these things because... I've all grown up, I've always had people around me. All my friends were always in relationships. And so I just experienced so many things vicariously, which isn't good, but me, who likes my little comfort zone, it was good for me. I guess and, it means that you're wise, like, because when, yeah. when, when you come across these things, you'll, you'll be a bit smarter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because sometimes when people are in it, like, because I've always really wondered what it's, be like, what it's like to be properly whipped on someone. Because it, is. it seems like logic flies out the window. Like, it seems demonic so I don't know know how good I'd be in those situations but wait I was it tinder that you had for a bit or was it hinge I had tinder and hinge I've had them a couple times only for the uh I am uh I am socially awkward and I don't mean that in like the 
Tumblr, I'm so quirky type of way. I mean it in a way that when you try to see me talk to people, you'll be in physical pain watching me because <laughs> I'm so awkward. So dating apps were not for me because I I don't know how to make conversation like like that. I don't know how to like because once it got past the whole, what do you do? Where do you live? How are you? I blank. Like there's nothing. It doesn't. But do you see? I think I think that's because. You're thinking thinking of it in a dating context because you can talk to people. I promise you, you can. Like I've seen you socialize. Yeah, but the thing is, I can socialize when it's like group settings and there's like a common thing that we can talk about. Like, mm. oh, how do you know this person or whatever? Something about what's just happened. But when it's just a complete stranger, no common ground. I'm like, how how does this progress? Like, that's why my ideal situation has always been like friends to lovers trope. But clearly, I. Don't appreciate a friend's love as true. Uh, okay, that I think, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. Cut that out. We're cutting that please out. let me keep that. Please, it was, ah! so, it was so good. Keep it. Obviously, I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't think that person was gonna listen, but yeah. Um, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Anyway, um, me and dating apps are not friends. So when the streets are open, um, wait, are you going to read download when the streets are open? Absolutely not. It's just not for me. I just think it's better. For okay. me. I just like me. I love meeting people in, like in na- like not natural, but in real life, it's easier. I think. Or it's yeah, easier I, just to even get someone's like vibe, vibe and then yeah. talk to them later. We'll see. I I want to. I just want the streets to be open so I can remake my Tinder because I'm very what tired are your of plans? it. What are your plans when the streets open? That's what I want to know. How are you going to be moving? Um. Well, firstly, I've, I I need to tie up some loose ends. Okay. <laughs> I need. To, I I want to see. I want to see Guinness again. Um, oh but yeah. Like, not even like. Not even pressure. Like I. Because the thing is, yeah, we're actually friends as well. So it's like, even if nothing happens, like I still, I, I want to be your mate. Like, so I, I want to see them again. And does Guinness know that they're Guinness? Oh yeah, they. We've spoken. Oh yeah, I was gonna, but, like, it's really obvious, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to, I want to see him again. Um, and just see what the vibe is. Um, because mm-hmm. it's not that we, we didn't even end anything. It was just that one day mm-hmm. was the last day that we saw each other, and then it was lockdown. Yeah. Um, there was someone I went on a date with in summer that I also want to see again. Um, um, and yeah, the, there's a few people that I want to hang out with, like who it's like we'd be sick mates, but it's like if if something were to happen, I wouldn't be mad. So I just want to meet them and see what the vibe is and see how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I will be remaking. I'll probably delete Hinge once and for all because that is just, it's too much pressure. I can't do it. I can't. It's awful. Um, but I'll probably re-download. No, I mean, I have Tinder. I'll probably remake Tinder um, with uh, new photos, a fresh vibe, a new bio. Because I've I've just been using the same bio and just like changing it like bit by bit every time I remake. So it's like change it to something different than it was originally, but it still has the same backbone. So I want to start completely fresh. That's like thinking. my worst nightmare there. Like the whole like... Sum yourself up. I can't do that. Hmm. I don't know myself enough to do that. Let me even read my Tinder bio out. Let's see what it says. Let's see. Let's see. I don't remember what mine was. Probably something to do with Dr. because I also like Tinder sponsor me. Oh, you're such a about. nerd. Pathetic. Sorry. But you know what? It actually worked. It actually worked. Like, so many people actually 
we're trying to like flirt using that. Um, Wait, this thing is okay. So my Tinder bio. Oh, that hey, is. Tinder. Hey, this is how you. This is how you know I'm really tired. It's just it's gone from paragraph to one line. What it is just it? says six foot five embodiment of organized chaos. Full stop. And then it says IG. At glowing. Wow, I'm really tired. That's how you know I'm yeah. really tired of this of these streets. Um, and Everyone's my lo- tired. My location on Tinder says no. My job, sorry, it says repeat offender at Tinder because funny. I'm so dead. Because a lot of the people That's I've matched have seen me on there before, and we matched yeah. them because they are in bondage of me. Yeah. See, that's the issue with those things, like especially when you're like in not even London yet. Just the UK is very very small, so. Like oh my days, I was when I was on there, I would like see people that like I went to school with, and I was like, like I can't do this, like I can't. It's just too small. <laughs> it's too small. Speaking of too small, I'm I've really deeped in the last year how small this London is. Mm-hmm. Like every, I can't even date man because everyone's mutuals of someone, and it's just tiring. No, literally, especially when it's like the sort of mutuals I'm just like, oh, you people have even spoken as well. The thing is, I feel like I could, yeah, because I am not attached to anyone. I'm not known. I'm just there. Like, I'm just here minding my business. Mm. But for you, from what I've heard, it's just everyone knowing every single person that there is to know, especially in, like, South. I kind of like it because it means I can, I can, like, I can assess your character very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you see, but that's what I like, and that's what you don't get on Tinder because I feel like I like that security. Of, even, I mean, you know what I'm like. Even when I just see someone that you guys know who's paying, I can just find out about them. And the way people are mad, that is very much needed because yeah, I can't imagine actually going on like a dating app and then talking to a complete stranger, like no mutuals, no nothing, and then meeting them. Like that just seems like I'm gonna get killed. But, that's the thing, because back in the day, Tinder when. Um, before Facebook had to like update its privacy because Mark Zuckerberg is crazy. Um, yeah. It used to show you um, mutual friends on Facebook. Like you'd see little icons. Oh, shit. Names. So I remember um, my second like actual boyfriend. Um, my second. <laughs> how old are you? Because when people say these things. I was 16. How old are you? I was 16. Okay. So when I was 16. Um, I because I remember saying to my friend Caitlin, "Okay, I'm done with this app here, so I'm going to give it ten more swipes, and if and one of these swipes is going to be my next boyfriend. One oh swipe, two swipe, three swipe, four swipe, five. It gets to eight. I've given up hope. It gets to nine. Given up hope. The tenth one, I like. I thought he was spectacular, um, especially for a white man. <laughs> um, but." <laughs> But yeah, I clicked on his page. Like he was gorgeous. Clicked on his. Oh, I, I let me not even gas this man. But he he's paying. He knows it. Um, Wait, did that end up being that was your boyfriend? Yeah, that was. Wow. Um, and then I saw that we had mutual friends. So I, I already I already knew what his school he went to because the mutuals were all from this one school. Uh-huh. And I clocked his vibe because the mutuals we had, and it had mutual interests, mutual music. So I was like, okay, like I can suss you out. But now it's like you just have to go off pictures and music and bio. That's not. Mm-mm. Yeah, but this is why this is why people need to always put their Instagrams in their bio so I can. No, I didn't do that because no, it's necessary. No, it's necessary. No, 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 because I don't want. Because the thing is, 
if we haven't matched, we haven't matched. I don't want you now DMing me. Or like, I don't want you finding me after I've done the convo because I always just stop replying because I don't know what to say. Mm. And then if someone now DMs me, I think I did it like once. I think I put my, my I connected my Instagram to my hinge and then this guy DMed me and I was like, nope, taking that away immediately. Taking it off. Oh, I love it because not gonna lie, currently on Tinder, I don't really take, I don't take it seriously at all. So I could match someone who's like really cool, like really great, we'd get along. But because I'm just done with the app, I'm not, you're not going to get anything out of me. So yeah, DM me, follow me, message yeah. me. They don't care. Like if, if, if I have to go through the unwanted DMs to get like DMs from people I actually want to talk to, I'll do it because social media, I can just delete. I can really delete a message. True, true. But me, true. I am in a deep, deep love with my friends. I don't like talking to new people. Not that I don't like it, I do like it, but I it's just long. prefer talking to my friends. Like it's so long. I just love my friends. Yeah, but my friends are funny and great. No, I'm saying it's like, long to it's long to talk to new people. Oh, talk to new people. Yeah, it's like yeah, like it's so. Do again. Like, I don't, I don't like getting to know people. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. The last time I went through the wave of doing that is when I became friends with you. Haven't done it since. Wow, really? Hmm. Yeah, yes, because before last... that. All my friends are from secondary. That's so mad. And and yeah. and two time. Oh yeah, the 1975. That like plunged me into this life of being social. So for those who don't know, Which... um, was no! in, <laughs> Shah was in um, the video for Two Time, Two Time by the 1975 um, with a bunch of um, well, people who are now my mutuals online as well. But um, yeah, good vibes, yeah, very wholesome vibes. Friend. You know, I still I yeah. still watch that video sometimes when I miss you. You're deranged, very deranged. I know because I can literally just Facetime you. But it's just like wow. it's such a whole. I haven't watched that video in eight. I can't I can't watch myself like that's so embarrassing to know that I was. Oh God, the whole thing was just so. But I used to love that band, and so then when I got to be in their music videos, that was a very surreal day. And I actually made really good friends from that. Like still friends with most of the two time people. So mm. shout out to Reese as well. Love that man. Oh, Reese. Robbie, Shaz, I miss our little Brighton guys. Shaz is chef's kids. Shaz is every like. Guys, follow Shaz on Instagram. Shaz. I'll even share some of her um stuff off this because yeah, her mm, her fashion. Mm, mm, her mm. Face, Shaz is scrumptious. Mm-hmm. Her whole vibe, yes. Also, shout out to Robbie as well. I'm I'm seeing him doing his his filmmaking yeah. stuff, and I'm living for it. Um, Robbie doing up director. Yeah. So hard. Um, I, he needs to put me in one of his films now. Please. I can actually <laughs> I'm sure know. he will. He, he will. He will. And if he doesn't, then he'll have a big problem. But oh no. shut it. Hey, let me see what this demon girl has even texted. Okay, no, we'll just don't even say anything. We'll talk about it after. Shall I open the text now or um yeah, you can if you want. Yeah. Anyway, okay. What were we talking about before? <sighs> Tinder and the bondage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Tinder and bondage. Do you know what? Even because I've like recently I've been so bored that I've like I, like when I'm bored I'll just go on Grinder just just to because mm-hmm. sometimes like because for those who haven't used it before um, or for those who can't Grinder is a gay dating app. Um, 
and you can see people's like profiles um, and it's all location based so it's like you'll have a grid of like let's say 100 faces and the face closest to the top left will be the closest person to you so and it will like if that makes huh? sense what do you mean so it's like it will, so you it, see, it, so you it, see it a sh- bunch of faces and then you click on one so yeah it will, sh- it will show you like profiles like in like a big grid uh-huh um with like in order of like distance oh okay which is okay. sort of like how you gauge like who's nearby you and blah blah, blah. Uh, right. and then you can um, use filters to like put preferences like age and blah 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 um but yeah i've been on grinder recently just out of boredom just to look because like because it's location based it's so fun to like set different ages and see like who's new in the area uh-huh. um be like, oh, you look cool. Oh. From what I've seen online, like I don't assume, but it seems like it's just mainly sexual. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's that's the vibe. But okay. it's possible to make friends from there, as I have before. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it can be a lot because it's very like people are very straight to the point. Like, but yeah, yeah, people, I've I've seen I've seen the screenshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that like I've broken celibacy and I recently got tested and I am all good in the hood, so I'm feeling more comfortable about exploring my sexuality when we come out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I don't have to use it, but I I assume that Grinder will be one of the many tools at my disposal. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of apps, yeah, the I actually deeped yesterday like Instagram and Twitter are fully dating apps. Or just social apps, because like the amount of friends—they are called social media, babe. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the person who's literally in bondage with social media, as well. Um, but yeah, they are—they are such dating apps. Like they. But I know are, what you mean. Like compared to like Tumblr, and especially stuff like with um, Twitter, yeah. because it's like Twitter. You sort of form like the same way that in real life you form like communities or social circles. Like on Twitter, it's very easy to form communities or social circles based on mutual interests. Yeah, yeah. So like you, you do gravitate to people who are your people. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so within that, it's like, oh yeah, like within that, it's like, I'm likely to find people that like, oh yeah, I would date you in real life because we have shared interests. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's the attraction bias as well. So it's like you're more likely to follow people you're attracted to. And yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting to see, like, everyone I'm mutuals with will probably be mutuals with all my other mutuals. And then it's just, like, this little... Everyone is just always interacting. And it's just so cute. Especially when you see people who, like, start flirting and then start dating. I and, like, love seeing people flirt on the timeline. So cute. I always clock it. Like, even sometimes I'll just I'll just clock... I'll see I'll see two people just live, live their own lives and I'll be like, I bet they're talking. Two months later, they're together. Oh, wow. The way that this is Valentine's Day, I was seeing people's stories and I'm like... No, because Valentine's, why did everyone and their mother pop up in a relationship? When, when? I don't understand I thought we all agreed that like, we were all... Like, I thought, you know, everyone was like, in the lockdown and everyone was just doing their thing. Suddenly, when I see, especially mutuals who like, I always love talking to you, they were kind of more quiet recently, come to find out, they're booed up. And I was like, when did you meet? Like... I'm so jealous. The pain of, because there's there were certain people that like I was talking to or interested in that popped up with relationships on Valentine's Day. And I was like, 
Now this is rude because <laughs> had I known that you were gearing towards being in a relationship, I would have saved myself the time. Yeah. See, the thing about me is I won't. I sabotage, as I said, but then, like, I can think of a few people who, if I saw that they were now with someone, I'd be, I'd be like, damn. Yeah, like, damn, you're really out of the game. Like, I, like I yeah. To, <laughs> I didn't even get to dip my toe in the water. Uh, but. And also, a lot of people were popping up with relationships. Meanwhile, meanwhile, mm-hmm. if I were to now post my DMs. Everybody listen, is in trouble The streets listen, is done Do you know what I feel like a lot of people I don't want to assume Obviously I don't really know shit But A lot of people are just With people because We're in a lockdown Do you know what I mean Like yeah, or, just, I feel like or just because in general When we come out And like when it, when it's I don't know if there's ever Going to be a normal But when, whenever we get to People can have motives I think A lot of these relationships Are just gonna Suffer mm. Because Suddenly mm. it's like You're meeting all these new people And it's crazy. Like, it's going to be really, really overwhelming, exciting to meet people because I haven't met new people for like a year and a bit, mm. which is so weird. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of these relationships are going to crumble on the outside, and that's not even that's not even a drag. I just think that, I, I mean, everything in life serves a purpose, even relationships, and sometimes yeah. relationships just save, like, hold the purpose of being placeholders because you either. Mm. Just are just craving intimacy, even though you aren't explicitly ready for a relationship, or you just want the comfort of having someone there, especially yeah. during a national pandemic when you can't really leave your house and see your friends. Like, why not have a partner whose house I can go and stay at? Exactly. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, people will prove us wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. There's I don't a few be relationships that, like, I don't even want to name them because people have bad vibes and people evil eye. Oh, that are like but, good. Yeah, but like. I, I love them. I want them yeah. to. Mm. Um, but yeah, also, um, if, if if y'all need a third, <laughs> I'm trying to do this relationship at this point. Let me just join somebody <laughs> because I Please. can't be bothered to put in the work. Why not take something that's already patterned, already built, yeah. already grown, oh, and I just see. let me just just dip my toe in. What is it with this toe dipping? Honestly, I want everyone to post. I wish everyone could post more, but obviously Evil Eye is there and people don't want to post their business. But I really love seeing happy couples. Like, I think it's... I love it. Even even white people, I love it. I love to see, like... It like, just makes yeah, I just happy. think it's adorable. Oh, I saw the cutest TikTok and this guy, his, he plays guitar and his girlfriend got him um like a hole punch, but it makes guitar picks out of anything you put in it. Oh my God. And he was just so happy. And I was like, that is such a nice gift to get for mm. something that you know loves guitar. Like, it was so fucking cute. And then I was, oh, I was helping someone like plan stuff for their girlfriend. And it was just the greatest. It was just the greatest. I was so happy to be there. I love in relationships like um, thoughtfulness. Because like, yeah. in terms of like love languages or whatever, I'm still unsure in mine. But I think, I know that when I'm giving love to people, my love languages tend to be words of affirmation and acts of service like if i if i see something useful or if i think of something that might help someone i'll just do it mm. um and i just love seeing that in people's relationships like pardon me like I, was, I was watching a video um and some girl was talking about love languages and she was like i even though like i knew my boyfriend loved me i didn't truly understand it until like not when he was buying me gifts or 
taking me out or like saying he loved me or cuddling me or whatever. Yeah. I knew that he loved me when, because I, I, she was a writer or whatever. I knew that he loved me when I went to, no, when I printed something out and said aloud, oh, this ink's lasted a while, hasn't it? And my boyfriend just nonchalantly replied from across the room. Oh yeah, when you first bought your printer, I, I, I bought a subscription for ink and I've been changing it for you ever since. But he hadn't said he hadn't said anything about it. He just did it because it was useful and he wanted to help. Oh, that is and so I, nice. That is something like I've I've kind of yet to experience in terms of like a romantic relationship. I mean, there's there's yeah. only one person that was like that for me. I mean, I'll say the name anyway, it's Tom. Because we had like a really good friendship where we understood each other. And even when even when things were like romantic at times, it's like just the ability to communicate love languages was just great. Like, oh, I miss, I miss, I miss having that. Like, anyways, um, (laughs) (laughs) his eyes just glazed over for anyone who wants to know. Um, yeah, stuff like that just makes me. Yeah, that's literally so, so sweet. I think going forward, because I know that like I, I validate my friends vocally a lot. I think going forward in romantic relationships, I would probably need like more words of aff- affirmation because that's something that's like made me anxious previously in like romantic situations, like not being sure of where we stand or like not knowing like yeah. how people are feeling about certain things or whatnot. And because, yeah. because I'm me, it's like sometimes I won't even ask. Sometimes like I'll just try and like, I'll do up investigation, I'll do up PI, I'll do up detective, yeah, to try and figure out how people are thinking instead of just asking outright. But at the same time, yeah. I do need that affirmation. And probably quality time and physical touch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, clearly, because I haven't experienced dating someone. But in terms of, like, friends, I think I honestly have... I want all of them apart from mm. gift giving. Like I do like gift giving, but that's like the least important thing. I just like being with people. Like mm. I was thinking oh. how much I love being around people, even if I'm not even doing that much. That's the thing. I de- that's what made me realize like, I think it was you that made me realize that quality time is actually my love language. Well, one of them, because <laughs> I'm so, I always talk about like how independent I am. And like, I don't need to see, like I'm fine not seeing my friends for like, ages or like even seeing my partner like it's it's calm if you can't see me this week it's whatever but um I think that's something that like even within that you can still have quality time online like the way me and you FaceTime each other like every day without even thinking about it and like it's just nice or like yeah just talking to like I might not see you but like talk talk to me online like or send me stuff that you that you think is like just I don't know just like finding ways to communicate yeah We'll spend time with each other. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a thing. I wanted to talk about gift giving because you mentioned how mm-hmm. gift giving is the least important. I think it's my least important as well. And I've been thinking a lot when I see gift giving listed as like a love language. I don't really think it is. Like I, I don't I think it's I think it's the most debatable one. Because let me tell you, let me tell you it is. And I know that because my mum mm. loves receiving gifts. I agree with that. I think it's I think it's like a, a less natural one in the sense that I think like, it's more do you know what I I don't even think it's usually the gift itself, it's like the thought that goes into the gift. That's the thing. I would count that as an act of service. 
because it's, it's not it's not necessarily even though like some people's gift giving love language is more about the materialism it's like that is still an act of service you thought that i would value this thing so you got it for me because you thought mm. i'd like it so i don't even i i don't really i don't count it as like its own thing because gift giving implies it's more about the materialism which i don't even know yeah it just, it just doesn't, doesn't yeah i know what you mean it doesn't fit with the others like it doesn't mm. it doesn't really sound right but yeah i get that i get that completely like me as someone who's like very into like clothes and fashion it's like if i was dating someone and they now bought me whatever whatever gucci gucci whatever that i wanted i would be like oh my god yes like i finally have this this material object that i wanted but the, th- the thing i would be appreciative of wouldn't be that you've got me that i have gucci i would i'd appreciate that but i'd appreciate more that you decided to get me gucci which is yeah like yeah like they paid attention and got something that you like mm. yeah, but i do i do get what i do sort of get the distinction in the sense that like when people are thinking acts of service they're probably thinking more like domestic or practical things rather than yeah. material things but i think it's i think it's one and the same kind of I don't know. But who am I? I'm not an expert. <laughs> I like it all when it's with friends anyway. I like like pre-pandemic, obviously, hanging out with people. Like I didn't even realize I used to do it, but me and my friends, like, I would just always go to someone's house and just do nothing. And I I love doing that. Like I literally love that's my I love Yeah. I love that was me. Me, me and my friend, we used to literally go I used to go to her house and we used to just take naps and like watch movies. That was it. I missed that. That's literally my friendships <laughs> with like Danny and Lola, because we all used to live within, well, Danny and Lola both used to live within five minutes of my house. So, like, during the summer before um, lockdown, I would literally, like, wake up, do my chores, do whatever, and just go to Danny's house to do nothing, just to sit and, even sometimes I'd just sit yeah. and do work or sit and eat or sit and watch something. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. But. Yeah, like, me and staff would just FaceTime to do work, like anyone. That's Did it with Mao in the summer, and it was so nice just to have someone there. But um, yeah, let's get into some questions and advice now. I am so fucking excited. I love this shit. I love this shit. Okay. So here's 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 some advice. Well, okay, that that doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> so one of my followers um says, "I so I don't know if it's too late or whatever." Oh wait, <laughs> let me read it first in my head. <laughs> okay, so someone said. How do you deal with being the only single one in a cuffed group of friends? Because the energy isn't reciprocated since they have their partners. P.S. They're all my housemates next year and two of them are going out of each other. Jesus Christ. That is... Yikes. Well, that is my area of expertise because I've always been that friend. Um, I don't... Do you know what? I don't know. I feel like you just have to... I feel like if your friends are... I don't want to... I don't want to... This came up. All of this is hypothetical. Don't listen to me. If you do, if you fuck up your life, that's your own. But I feel if your friends are good, yeah, it shouldn't feel like you're being neglected in that way because I don't, I don't really feel that when people are dating someone, you know? See, this is my problem with certain people in relationships. And this is, I don't care if this is shade, but um, in the past, like I've, I've been in friendships where people would get it. People, this is the thing with codependency. This is one of the reasons I hate codependency because sometimes people or serial monogamists um, will get into relationships and it's like their whole life is consumed and their identity is consumed by the fact that they're in a relationship. It's like, you can't do anything without your partner. You can't, you can't, you can't 
even like relax without thinking oh my partner my partner my partner mm-hmm. and to the point where it's like their partners become their whole world and they forget that anything else exists outside their partner they're not taking care of their well-being because they think they're good because their relationship's good they're not taking care of their domestic life they're not taking care of their work as much they're not yeah. paying attention to their friends especially and this is the thing this is the problem with romantic relationships because because society and capitalism has made us like feel like romantic relationships are like the apex of relationships. Yeah. So when you get into a romantic relationship, it's like it feels like your other interpersonal relationships are less essential, but that's not true at all. Yeah. Like you should keep the same energy that you had with your friends whilst they were helping you find the man. <laughs> um yeah. as you do I think when you're so you have sad men. that people like don't talk to their friends as much. Mm. But I think to that person, like if you're going to be living with them, I feel like that probably help a lot. You're going to literally be in the same house. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be calm, and because sometimes, like sometimes people are like that, especially during the honeymoon phase, or when like I mean we're in a pandemic now, so it's like everything's yeah. different. But when you're living together, I'm sure that their time at home and spending it with like you and your group of friends will feel like a break from their relationship and always being with their partner or like their work or school or job or whatever. Like, but I think because this is bothering you, it's definitely worth saying. I'm I'm assuming you guys have a group chat, so because it because it's literally all of them who are in relationships, you can literally just be like, "Hey guys, like, I just want to check everyone's good. Like, I love you. Like, um, I, I it's just that I've just been feeling um, like just like just just communicate your feelings. Just yeah, or maybe don't even be like oh, I'm feeling like neglect. Maybe just be like try to like plan like a group something or try to mm. be like, oh do you guys want a Netflix party or just maybe try to speak to them more individually like just call honestly calling out of the blue I think is good sometimes I just call people out of the blue and then it ends up being a nice conversation so yeah I think yeah even before you address it yeah make make if you haven't already make like uh, actual like direct effort to like do yeah. something with them and if that felt if that falls through and the energy just isn't there then yeah. it might be worth saying to them like, oh yeah, like I like I'm feeling a bit this way because of whatever. Because it shouldn't be that deep. Because if my friend, like if if we're like in a close group here, yeah, and my friend messages the chat and says, oh like I just feel like the energy isn't there recently. Like love you. Um, I'm just I just want like more quality time with you guys. Actually, yeah, true. If it's a close friend, I, I just I, I get it. Yeah, I don't care. Like. Especially if you're going to live together, you should be able to say start start practicing saying these things now. Yeah, trust, because you don't want to start you don't want to start like not saying anything, and then you're going to be three months into living with them, and you're going to want to kill them all. Mm. And you know what? Yeah, when you say when you say it, don't even say anything about their relationships, because yeah, <laughs> that's how people start adding their own ideas. Of, oh, he's just jealous because he's the only single one. Blah blah blah. No, yeah. you should just say like, oh, like I, I I miss you guys. Like I want to spend more time with you. I f- I feel like we haven't spent as much time together recently. That's it. Yeah, and also pandemic life. I feel like everyone, especially now, because we it's like we're tired. People literally have nothing to say. As much as I would like to talk to people a lot more, there's nothing to say. There's nothing to talk about. Maybe the only new thing, or like the exciting thing, is like their partner. So naturally, yeah, they're gonna be, you know, focusing more on them and stuff like that. Because like with my friends, like I've known my friends for a long time, and I know what they're doing. <laughs> I know yeah. all there is to know. Also, <laughs> well, you said that um, uh, two of the people, um, two of your future housemates, are dating each other. What I'm going to warn you, yeah, is start start staying out of it now. Stop! Don't yep. 
Yeah. Don't involve yourself. Don't volunteer advice. Don't don't be doing. Oh, how's Bay? How? Mind your fucking business. Like literally, like That's do just don't don't talk about it. Don't because just don't. When you move in together, yeah, and whatever problems they have, yeah, they're going. They're even if they have problems when you're living together. If you even intervene in one small way, that's how they'll start saying, "Oh, you're a hater. Oh, you're 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 trying to break us up." Da, 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 da. And I know because it's happened. Even when I was doing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, yeah, giving these people perfect advice to help them and their mental health. And then when they eventually got back together for the seventh unhealthy time, and then they did break up, and I was I was happy about it. Yeah, then it's, "Oh, you're a hater. Oh, he was just jealous." Yeah. Oh, I will never suffer for people again. <laughs> One thing I've learned being the friend, the single friend my whole life is people in relationships, they don't want to hear anything. They don't actually want to hear anything. They don't want advice. They want a listening board. Mm-hmm. If they're going to talk to you and they just want to vent as friends do, let them vent. Do not say a word. Don't even agree because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, don't nod, don't, you don't, mm-hmm. unless someone is now coming to you to be like, I'm going to propose or I'm going to break up with them. They don't want to hear anything. Telling you for free, they don't want to hear it. Because that's how that's given. how that's how two of my friends were dating, and suddenly one's asking me for advice, and then I'm telling her, and then before I know it, the boyfriend's now coming to me like, "Do you hate me?" That's the thing. People people rarely actually want real objective advice, but like if you, if you <laughs> come and ask me for real advice. I'm going to give you objective advice. It doesn't matter who it applies to. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter It doesn't matter if I like the person you're dating, if I hate the person you're dating. I'm going to give you the advice that's objectively best for you and your situation. So that's how you get tangled into mess. Just don't do it. Yeah. The most I say is just, you should talk to them about that. Like, mm-hmm. you should probably talk to them about that. Emphasis on the them, not me. Mm. Because the thing is, most, especially when someone is like complaining consistently about the same thing, they don't want help necessarily. They just want someone to like validate and also to be like, well, I'm, well, so-and-so also agrees that you did this thing to me because they want like that backup, which you this don't want to be the backup. Even in friendships, it's like, backup. even when it's not about relationships, it's like when people, when, when people come and complain about things to me, yeah, or, or just like vent about something or ask for advice, any sort of situation, where you're asking me my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is I only I only do that if I know you can handle it because yeah, some, it, some people I'll just smile and nod. <laughs> some people they'll just they'll be chatting your ear off and it's like I'll just smile and nod because it's like I know that you're so sick and twisted that you can't even admit your own flaws. So it's like if I give you advice, you're you're gonna be yeah. you're gonna be upset at me. For not agreeing with you or validating your nonsense, but no, I'm not here to. I'm not here to make you feel right. I'm here to help you. Yeah, the thing is, you know your friends. Like, mm. you know when your friend is coming to you, like they want to be told the truth, or you know when your friend just wants to vent. So just, just try and follow that. But long story short, try to spend more time with your friends. Try to talk to them more. If it flops, then you can bring up the fact that you feel like you haven't been talking or hanging as much, or whatever, and then see from there. But good luck to the friends that are dating within the friendship group. That's all I have to say about that. Good. Something something tells me that in something tells me that in September, when when they've all moved in, I'm gonna be getting another gonna be getting another message from this (laughs) person asking for advice on the podcast. And I'm telling you now, don't. (laughs) Don't. Intergroup dating is just not the one. 
It's not um, okay, wait, do you have do you have anything you want to No, because my friends are all idiots. Um, okay. How to get over an ex who is still part of your friendship group. And this is why. If you, if you would like to refer back to the last dilemma, this is why intergroup dating. That's the thing. Some people can hack intergroup dating. I'm a bitch that can hack intergroup dating because that shit's okay. Like, but this is why a lot of people can't hack intergroup dating because you're not ready to deal with the repercussions. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I don't know for that situation. I don't know how you could get over someone who's in the same friendship group because I don't really know what getting over someone entails. Like. So, I feel like the most, the most, thing, most times people say like, you know, having space away from them, blah, 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 getting in touch with who you were before the relationship. But how are you going to do that if they're, if they're man them, like? I'm going to assume that like, because they didn't really specify if it was a bad breakup or a good breakup, but I'm going to assume that they are like, they're on speaking terms because they're in the same friendship group. Um, mm. I think you, you actually have to be honest with yourself because I know that in the past, I myself and like I've seen other people when you break up and you're in the same friendship group, because you, you're you so eager to make everything okay or appear okay, you'll sort of act like you're more okay than you are. Like, it's like, if I got invited to a party and, like, my ex who was still ups- I was ups- who I was still upset about was there, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, let's go, let's go. I'll even, I'll even meet with them and the group for pre's and we'll all travel together doing kiki, 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 and even laughing and joking with the ex whilst they chat to someone. No, 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 no. Just... Obviously, you can't really avoid them completely, but it's like, go at your own pace and listen listen to your emotions because they'll tell you how much you can handle. Um, I also do yeah. think on the flip side, though, it's good to try and um, build, I hate the word build because it sounds so heavy, but it's like, it's good to try and have like a normal sort of like talking relationship with that person once you can handle it. Like, because I hate this whole thing of like, oh, exit, being exes has to be awkward, like, it, I found that sometimes even the more I talk to someone in a friendly capacity or like or like in social situations, the easier I find it being around them, even if I'm yeah. broken over them or whatever. Um, I'm interested yeah. to see how I would deal with an ex because half of the people I know say like, oh yeah, you know, be on speaking terms. The other half are like, block your ex. Like there's no reason to speak to them ever again. So I'm like, that's so interesting. I'm not really like that. Like, it, it, the thing is, yeah, I'm. I'm not some. It takes a lot for me to block someone. Like, I don't. I wouldn't just block an ex because they they broke up with me and I was upset about it. Like, I might mute you so I don't have to see you. But it's like, yeah. Unless you, unless you give me a reason, I'm not gonna block you. But it's it's not by force talk or like be friends or hang out. But we can be cool. We can be acquaintances. I don't know. Interesting. But anyway, how to get over that? Um, also, Pray. if you if you are on speaking terms or if you if you look good enough and you have that communication, sometimes if you're out, if you're all in a group and and you're upset about something or like you can't handle being too close to your ex at that point, sometimes just say it to them. Just be like, hey, like honestly, like t- today today's it's a bit hard for me or today's a bit much. Like I hope you're good. Like like. Da-da-da-da. Oh my god! No feelings are so scary. Feelings, feelings are so are scary. scary. But sometimes just talk, even even talking yeah. to the ex that is that is stressing you out. If you're on the same friendship group, it can be sometimes it can help to just be like, oh like I, like I know I know we were really good and like kicking yesterday, but like it's it's a bit much for me today. Like my head's just a bit heavy today. Like it's just a bit intense for me. 
and hopefully they'll respect that because yeah. some days you might be able to like laugh and joke with them and 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 do banter banter podcast banter 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 but um <laughs> but the next day it just like you know, it always makes me so nervous when when exes are doing that like i've been in situations where like there's two exes trying to like banter and it's like someone says something but it's like a bit of a dig Mm. that's that's my favorite no 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 that is the most awkward tension ever it'll be something more like oh well you do like flirting don't you (laughs) no i love stuff i used to i used to do no we're all just in it when my my exes do that stuff to me i love it like but that's that's because even like even when it was like still raw and it was like it was like a genuine dig it's like that's part that is part of that is part of yeah. becoming friends again because it's like you've gone from friends to this mad relationship and in order to get back to friends you're, you're it's a gradual thing you can't just snap your fingers and become friends again the digs are going to happen like the jokes are going to happen the off glances are going to happen but it's powering through that so yeah good luck um i have one here wait let me just check time okay um i'm currently dating a pansexual man since the beginning, I knew he had a tier system of his preference, his dating preferences, even though he denies it. And I'm at the bottom of his list. I keep having thoughts questioning if I'm feminine enough because it seems that all he consumed online are images of cis women that I would never look like. I don't think this is healthy for my self-discovery journey as I was happy with my femininity up to this point after I met him. Okay, so this is, this is a queer person. I'm dating a pansexual man. And it seems that the, the man that they're dating um, has a preference for cis women and this person isn't that. And for those who aren't clear on terminology, a cis woman is literally someone who who is... Wait, let me... How would I say someone that? Who, someone, a cis person is someone who identifies with the gender assigned at birth. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so if you're, if you're not trans or non-binary or genderqueer, then you're most likely cis. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, okay. Hmm. That is if yikes. the thing is, if if you were comfortable with your femininity and and your journey before this relationship, and the person you're dating is making you question or compromise your yeah. femininity, like even in that sort of relationship, it's like you shouldn't feel like that because your partner should be reassuring you enough. Yeah, my first instinct is to just say. Like dead, like yeah. Not gonna. Lie. I'm, I'm. I'm. My first instinct is telling you to leave. Like, but because bottom line, you want to feel comfortable, and, and you don't. Yeah. And the thing is, with the whole tear thing, if you think like you're pretty certain, but he's denying it, it means you can't really have a conversation about it. Which means yeah, that means you're gonna feel to like about it. yeah, that means that you're just gonna feel like it's just like a you issue, and it's not a you issue. Um, if he's consuming that media so much, let him go. Let him go to them then, like. Yeah, because if you've already tried to address address um, his preferences and yeah. how it makes you feel, even even if he denied it, personally, if if I denied something but, that my partner was uncomfortable about, my next step would then be to make to make sure that they always feel reassured and comfortable in themselves, regardless of what kind of media I'm consuming or regardless of what my dating preferences are. Because um, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's attracted to you, but but this this just doesn't sound good if yeah if were, but not like happy, not if he's not if he's not acknowledging that it's making you feel some type of way then i don't really know what there is to do and this is just my personal message to this person like i i was i was loving seeing them like 
express their fem- femininity and like just like seem so happy within themselves so like if if this person is compromising that then please yeah like yeah please like if it's something that you've worked for and you feel like that's being undone no we're not compromising that for a man no for men Never. for a man absolutely not no yeah man just just be free and and live life flourish yeah. be beautiful oh that really that really upset me i know that's making me feel so sad men <sighs> do you have do you have another one or should I go? My friends yeah. are useless. Go to the next question. Let me, let me have some water. I'm loving, I'm loving the questions this week. So fun. Okay, next question. So I'm speaking to a guy from a dating site. We'd been voice noting back and forth a few nights ago with no break in the conversation. I'd mentioned that I didn't want to deceive him about what I looked like on a daily because I know I'd be looking hella cute on all my dating up pics. And he asked politely for a picture with no makeup on. Oh no. So rather than voice noting my next response, I just responded in a video with no makeup on. Then he opened it and didn't answer for a while. Bearing in mind, the conversation had just been flowing back and forth with no breaks for over an hour. So I messaged again, oh no, baby. So I messaged oh, no. again like 15 minutes later saying that I was bracing myself for insult. And he messaged back saying that he didn't answer because he was doing an experiment to see how self-assured I am about my own appearance and that he deduced that I'm not as confident as I should be because I have a very nice face. Is this a red flag? It kind of feels like a red flag to be doing experiments on my self-esteem when we haven't even met. So, okay. So as you said for them not to be long and I just sent a massive message. That wasn't long at all. Don't worry. That was, that was calm. Um, this is a red flag. Dead, no, dead the you, whole you don't thing. You don't want to smile. You don't want People do not need to be testing you. What is this? No. Is, I, I, I understand little, not not te- not experiments, but I understand like, like sometimes you, can you be might. thinking it in your head. Yeah, sometimes you might do subtle little things just to see how people feel about certain things. But yeah. the way he set this up, yeah, the way he set this up, he's asked you for a picture of no makeup on, left you hanging to, to sort of put you on edge. That's no. That's, yeah, like that's, that's really sort of, fucked up. Because anyone, even flag. if you're self-assured, you'd probably be like, if the conversation was actually flowing, and then you stop because you've sent your face. That's the only thing that's changed. Anyone's gonna be like, especially if you can see that he's seen stopped. it and that's he's just there. Yeah. No, um, and also, no. Who do men think they are to be doing those type of things? Like, just fuck. No, don't. Please, just don't talk to that person. It's really not worth don't. it because even the fact that you sent this is now making me feel like he's now made you question yourself. And you don't, you haven't met yeah. him yet. You haven't exactly. met him. Do you see how you see how they start, and then it will become a thing of later on. If anything ever happens, it will be like, oh, but you should be more self-assured. Yeah, he, what he's done here no. is he's he's planted a seed, which if you were to pursue a yeah. long-term relationship with him, he would keep he would keep nurturing that seed and like planting these little little insecurities in you, yeah. so that you you feel emotionally dependent on him for validation. And because yeah. in that situation, he's flipped it on you. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's completely flipped it as if this like is, this is a big red flag. Um, that's not a valid. Nah, yeah, fuck that. Fuck I, that. I, I, I generally don't even think you need to communicate with him ever again. I think I think yeah. you're well within your rights to just block. Like block, please, please block, please. That's really weird. Ugh. I hate that so. Ugh, I hate that. That's so. That actually made me feel so disgusting. Like my skin's crawling. <laughs> okay, um, I've got one more. I've got, I've got questions, but this is my last like, big dilemma. Oh, okay. 
So, hey, I have a tiny, hi, um, I have a tiny dilemma <laughs> that needs solving, especially from someone with a brutally honest point of view. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> I live at home with my auntie, her daughter, and my sisters. So your aunt, your aunt's children, and your own sisters. Cool. My auntie is known to be a bit of a chatty and toxic person, especially to people she doesn't like. I and my sisters are one of those people. Mm. She constantly bullies and verbally abuses me and my sister in front, and, in front of and behind my, my back. In almost every aspect, including personal stuff like my relationship, it's really hurtful and I've tried to speak to others to talk some sense and leave us alone, yet she doesn't change. So my question is, how do I put my foot down and not be taken as a dickhead anymore? I don't care that she's older than me or that I'm living under her roof. How should I approach her and get my point across? How do I get her to change? Thank you. Thank you for sending this and thank you for trusting me with this information. This is my area of expertise because if there's one thing about me living in an African household in Africa, (laughs) I don't take shit. Like, I'm trying to think. So you and your sisters. Wait, okay, wait. So to sum, to summarize, to sum can up. you just summarize it quickly? Yeah. So, so the writer and her sisters live yeah. with with their aunt, with their auntie, yeah. and their auntie's children. Yeah. And the auntie is being mean and, and belittling, verbally abusing them in front of their cousins or whatever. Ah, uh, um, okay. In front of and behind their back. Um. How do you put your foot down? I'm assuming because you live with your auntie, you must be somewhat um, somewhat financially or domestically dependent on her. Um, so my first step would be to make sure you're make sure you're doing everything that you need to do. Make sure if she's asking you to clean, you're cleaning. Make sure the make sure you're taking care of the domestics first, because when you address this with her, you don't want to look like she, you don't want her to be able to flip it and say that you're a leech. Mm-hmm. So make sure you've patterned domestically, even if it just takes one week of just being super clean, super friendly, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then when she next dis- disrespects you in front of your cousins, you really have to embarrass her. You have to say, what's, just say, what's your, what's your issue with me? That's why we say when people, when people like try and embarrass you publicly, don't even start cussing them straight away. Just flip it on them and make them make them address what the madness is just be like, what's your issue with me because now if now you've said that in front of your cousins and your sisters it's like everyone has to question yeah why why is auntie so fucking rude and vicious and then she better come up with something good because otherwise you have my full permission to drag her like sometimes well, if she doesn't if she leaves the situation because one thing i don't see it like to be embarrassed so they mm. might just completely like leave could try literally just go into her like one-on-one and being like i've been hearing you saying x y and z like i just want to know why mm. like just it just literally be like we both have to live here like if there's an issue i'd rather you just tell me rather than telling my cousins or whoever else like it's just a bit weird i mean you said that you've tried to talk sense into her so i was i was going to advise oh you yeah okay if you really tried then yeah no, go no, no. with owen's approach yeah sometimes it actually takes a you will don't even don't even say don't say you will not speak to me like that otherwise we are going to have a problem <laughs> like some like honestly because respectfully like i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a very good kid like i the house is always clean i'm always cooking i help my mum with all her admin like i run my household but at the point mm-hmm. where, where i'm being disrespected that's when i'm just like you will not speak to me like that 
Yeah. Fixed. No, sometimes you have to question actually, because mm-hmm. when I one time I questioned my mum and like we were like a foreign company and I wasn't trying to be rude, but it was just such a ridiculous situation. And then you realize that they're just stuttering, that there's no answer. It's all yeah, because old. they just wanted to make you feel small. Yeah, and it's literally power. just they sometimes just enjoy having power over people. Mm-hmm. No, really, honestly, just embarrass her. Just be like, are you bitter or are you bitter old woman? Like sometimes, no, drag her. Because I'm even yeah, but sometimes, now. okay, but you also you have to acknowledge that sometimes in those situations, like if they're going to be staying there long term, that could cause an That's issue. That's the thing. I don't want you to compromise your safety. You don't want to get out and you don't mm. you don't want to be put in danger. You don't want someone to now start being hostile to you in your own home because that's your home. Mm. Like, but I do think yeah, just just try to just try the whole like if she says something, even if it's a slight comment, I think pull it up and try to mm. talk about it right there and then. Honestly, I'm not, I'm really, not because really, you need to find out what the issue is. Because what is that issue? And I'm not one for emotional manipulation. But honestly, like, maybe even try crying. Like, no, not not even crying publicly. I mean, just show her that, that you're her, upset. Her words are actually having an effect. Because sometimes our our black elders like will will be rude or disrespectful to us, and because we're all quiet and respectful and just go about our day, they don't realize how much it impacts our mental health. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like they don't necessarily view us as, as human as they are. So sometimes it really takes like understanding how like frustrated or like upset you are to, but I don't even like that. I'm not going to advise anyone to be emotionally manipulative. Don't, don't cry. Don't be a bitch. I'm joking. But no. But I think, point. no, but it's also as well, yeah, as someone who has experienced the whole verbal abuse, like in a domestic yeah. setting, you need to, you need to, Sometimes it's because sometimes, especially being like African, like sometimes you have to firm it because you're living there until you can mm. be financially stable. So sometimes you have to just reflect on what they're saying, and then you always realize that it's not you, it's them. Like, yeah. I'm sure if you think about what she's saying to you, it's probably some next personal issue that she's mm. now projecting onto you because you're like an easy target because oh, you live in her house, you can't do anything back. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to be like, do you know what? Like, ignore if you try to call them up on it. If you try to do the whole "what's your issue" it doesn't work. Sometimes just ignore because you said it was affecting yeah. you, and I'm sorry that you're stuck in that situation. Same. Also, stop, 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 stop speaking about your life. As in, you said that um, she's also criticized your relationship and blah. Stop. Don't give people ammo. Don't let people yeah, have don't. information that they can weaponize against you. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, don't even let her know what you want to eat. Like, just. Don't yeah, like honestly, just like just don't just shut off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I know it sounds mad, but sometimes what will even frustrate people, which is like that, yeah, is if you just show her that you're you're good despite her abuse, like like just, yeah. just wake up with a spring in your step and like go and clean, go and cook, like just not even don't even make it look fake, just just look like you're fine despite her abuse yeah because it's like then you're showing her that she doesn't actually have any power over you like just yeah carry on with your life and you've got the your thing sisters is they like there man. You down. yeah you've, yeah, got, you've your got your sisters, sisters. please just talk to them about how you're feeling like look after yeah. each other because you're all you have when you're yeah. when you're like living under that toxic household and i'm gonna I'm yeah. I'm do a little protection um chant for you later because i relate <laughs> Yeah, but bottom line is just be safe and just know that it's not your fault. Like, this woman is clearly just trying to pick on kids or be people younger than her, which is just pathetic. Yes, actual witch behaviour, man. Trust. But okay, um, 
Yeah. How do you feel about people saying stuff like you can't get into a relationship with bad mental health? Um, I think fuck them. They can all choke because <laughs> you can. And if you have mental health issues, you're probably going to have them forever. Um, so that I don't know what they're implying that people who are mentally ill shouldn't be in relationships. Like, mm. I don't know, there isn't some perfect form. You're not going to get to some perfect place. You know, people like you can't love others until you love yourself. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the, who told you that? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. But yeah, you can, you can, and you will have good relationships. And those people who are telling you that are miserable cunts. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. Although I'm going to, I'm, I want to expand on that a bit because it is specified bad mental health. Now, I think <clears throat> I wouldn't say that everyone who has um, mental mental illness necessarily has bad mental health because I don't think I have bad mental health. Um, so mm-hmm. if, if we're saying that like your mental health is actually like really, really like badly impacting your quality of life, I do think that is more like you might need to think a bit more or be a bit more like have more scrutiny when it comes to relationships and yeah. just make sure that you're able to also um try and like function in your your life outside of your relationship yeah of you course, should be like, self-reflective and just know just know how your mental health affects you and if that's something that you need to explain to your partner then explain it to them but yeah, yeah. you can yeah definitely especially especially if you're in a healthy relationship like hopefully your partner and or your friends would be like people who would be supporting you on your journey with mental health anyways um but again i think sometimes when people are having like bad mentally ill periods um sometimes they can sort of use relationships as like a bandage or like mm-hmm. like i said earlier like consume themselves with the relationship because they think that would just make them feel better but like i'm sorry it won't <laughs> like you just you know you need to be very like critical with yourself um and your relationships and just know whether or not it's it's helping you yeah but i think if you want to and you're ready to yeah you know, like fuck it man if, if if you're calm you're calm in it enjoy trust um how to be confident with your crush um with your crush yeah Oh, they use the word crush. That's thank you. So I don't know. I don't know why that's cute about it. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm. I may. I may seem like I'm all sane and sorted, but yeah, when I have crushes, like sometimes I'm nervous to say things or be like outspoken, or sometimes I'm I'm nervous to even state my intentions clearly because I haven't gauged like how reciprocated it is. But sometimes, just do it. Like, like when you're when you're chatting to them, like throw a little flirty joke in here or there just to like test the waters and see what kind of response they give but sometimes even save yourself the time and just be like oh yeah like i like, like i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of crushing on you something like something as flipping as that where it's like even if they don't reciprocate it's it doesn't seem so deep that like it should tarnish the quality of your relationship or whatever yeah like, yeah sometimes throwing a little like oh you're 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 paying still or oh yeah like you're really cute mm-hmm and just see like, what their response is. Compliments and banter. Just try to be how you are mm. with your friends, especially if it's online. Honey, you can fake you can fake that shit so quickly because they're not going to know if you're shaking behind the screen. But also, I do think sometimes being confident in front of your crush, like, it's a bit overrated. Like, I think it's nice to go through the little shy stuff, like, and yeah, you know, like be coy mm. and, like, 
do your little thing, like just do whatever makes you comfortable. If you're gonna be uncomfortable and force yourself to be confident or appear confident, then there's no point. Like, yeah, just be yourself, isn't it? Um, yeah, I like when people get shy around people they like. Mm. I mean, that's so nice. I know that, like, when people um, when people approach me or when people are interested in me, um, when like, because a lot a lot of the time people move to people by complimenting their appearance. So sometimes mm-hmm. when people are interested in me, and I'm not saying that everyone who, who compliments my appearance is into me, but I'm saying that when I know that people are interested in me and they compliment my appearance, if I don't feel the same way about them, I won't say it. I'll just say stuff like, oh, thank you, you're so sweet, or like stuff like that. Like, yeah. I, won't, I won't be like, oh, like you're, you're like sexy too or whatever. Like if I'm not, if I'm not feeling it, like I won't reciprocate. I'll just, I'll just find a gracious way to accept the compliment. So also, if you, if you want to test the waters, then compliment them in a way where you can sort of tell if they're feeling you or not. Yeah. Yeah, even just this more like, oh, this is so pale on their picture or whatever, like it really is not mm-hmm. deep because if you say it to your friends, it's not going to be a thing. And yeah. Yeah. Um, good luck. I hope I hope everything goes well. No crush. That's really exciting. Yeah. If it if it does, I want updates. <laughs> In it, that's so cute. Um okay, someone said Opinion on dating someone this opinion on dating someone oh, with God. different political views. Opinion on dating someone with different political views. Can it work or is it doomed? Firstly, okay, uh, let me just speak candidly because you came to me for candid advice. You are white. And I'm saying that in the what? sense that <laughs> if I read this, yeah, and I didn't know that you were white already. I would know that you're white because this is something that, that only a few demographics on earth have the privilege of even saying. And and the, the main yeah. one being white people. That's the madness because there's, when people say different political views, yeah, you're talking about like, you're talking about human rights, you're talking about bigotry, you're yeah. talking about, you're talking about um, access, you're talking about um, education, you're talking about capital. What the f- Yeah. Because not gonna lie, if you're put, uh, but <laughs> let me find words. Let me find, let me let me pull myself together because basically, if it was insignificant, you wouldn't have mentioned it. It wouldn't you wouldn't count it as a difference because there's like small small differences in opinion, yeah, that are so yeah. Inconsequential. If you're talking about like how should the government divide their money, that's completely different than should black people be allowed to live. And even within that money one, there's still problems there because it goes into classism and and welfare mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Um, but yeah, if. If if the political view impedes on someone else's quality of life, then no, just no. And please, yeah. I'm begging you to do some self reflection and and ask why it, why this is even something that's like debatable for you. Because yeah. me personally, I'm not dating a Tory because I I I, I know what Tories stand for. Like Literally. I'm not I'm not dating someone transphobic. I'm not dating someone who who uses ableist slurs. I'm not what the no what yeah like it's a very it's a very tone deaf question because yeah you're um, asking you're asking a queer black person yeah (laughs) politics when you're when you're like white and stuff but you're asking to black queer people like hmm can you brush it to the side no i don't think we can considering you you know what thank you thank you for asking this like and i don't even say that to be gracious i'm saying i'm glad that you asked this because it means that we can address this because it, the, like you are very privileged to even think that to even feel like a, a difference in political views can just be like a mild disagreement or just a, di- a difference in taste or whatever like yeah you're telling me you want to be you, you're considering being in a romantic or sexual relationship with someone 
his views may impede on someone else's quality of life yeah. based on ignorance. But to answer the question, no. you, people, to answer the question, people can, but the people who do oh, that yeah. are bigoted. It's like yeah, yeah. the yeah, white people, people who are like, oh, look at this. Like, oh, I'm, he's a Tory, but oh, I'm for Labour and blah, 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 we're getting along fine. Yeah, you're getting along fine because you don't actually care about the issues that you think you mm-hmm. care about. All, all these girls are there with homophobic and transphobic boyfriends and they don't yeah. check their men. Fuck them, 100%. So yeah, you can, but um, if you, if you do, and the, let's say let's we're just assuming that their that their political views are this bad because why else would you send it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, you yeah. can, and if you do, just know that you're worse than the person you're dating. Um, yeah. So I hope you find. And don't try to be like, look, we can live in harmony. Keep it to yourself. Be very embarrassed and ashamed, and do your thing in in quietness. I hope you make the right choice. <laughs> Um, okay <laughs> Thoughts on Oh my god Thoughts on your partner liking photos of others on IG Let me get into this Let me get We're into not straight, we're not doing this Let me get We're into not this. straight, no please <laughs> Please, this, I can't are I suffering. can't When I see topics like this, I actually have to really feel I really feel sorry for people like You people are living in emotional and mental poverty If you think that something like this is even worth Anyways, it's so ridiculous. You also our answer. I'll give you the grace of that. Um, thoughts on it? I can understand. I understand that a lot of people have um insecurities which are um inter- like very closely tied to social media appearance, um, um, just social lives in general, and blah blah blah. Um, I can understand that um your partner having certain interactions on social media might make you feel insecure. Um, but that is all mm-hmm. it is. It is your insecurities and it is your partner's social media. My partner could be liking any all sorts now. And it's not, I don't care because it's not, it's not even a reflection of anything really. It just, it just means that this liking photos, you haven't even said commenting. You haven't said commenting. You said liking. All, all a like means, yeah, is that on some level, someone appreciated that content. I like photos of people I don't even like, not because I I want to, I want to, put bad vibes just because i'm like this was good content i appreciate what you did here yeah. or this is interesting or do you know what i let me let me support let me just get that number up by one so no i don't think it's deep at all um even the whole thing of like if the thing is yeah i can understand that like sometimes if this is ig this isn't even twitter you can't even see people's likes like that so yeah i just no i don't think it's let me deep at all um yeah but yeah I don't really have anything to add because I I, I can't like I can't. Like that, that question is so beneath so me. That question like is I so juvenile to me, and that is <laughs> me being very. Like, there's nothing. There's literally nothing for me to say about that. Like just, I think if it bothers you that much, maybe talk to the person that you're dating about it. But I'm assuming that's hypothetical. But I personally don't. Like, oh, yeah, think about yeah, yeah it was hypothetical, and I, I know the person who asked it isn't probably isn't serious. But it's like yeah, 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 yeah. If your partner. Um, if your partner liking things on Instagram, um, yeah. let's just say if your partner is liking um, booty pics of like some influencer or whatever that they posted on Instagram, um, then you need to do a lot of inner work on yourself if it's making you feel that bad. And that's not even to insult you, it's saying that, oh, this means that this has triggered an insecurity which you need to address of yourself and work on so that, so that you aren't affected like things by this in the future. Yeah. But yeah, have a nice day. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> last question: How to <laughs> how to stop getting taken for idiot? 
Oh, oh, I feel like I can help on this one. Um, literally setting boundaries. And I feel like, let me just explain, because sometimes you hear that and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think you need to understand, like know your self-worth and know the situations that you don't want to be in and that you do want to be in. And if you see something coming and you're not feeling it or you feel like someone's taking you for a mug, you need to address that. Because if you don't say anything and you keep going you can't really put too much blame on the other person if it's, you know, if, if it's something small, obviously, if it's not, like, abusive, whatever. If they're just literally taking you for idiot, you need to, you need to just step back. Like, that's it, step back. Sometimes look at yourself and just be like, do you know what? I don't need this because, you know, no, no, just no. And I think this is another thing that sort of goes into, like, wiseness because a, a lot of people, even though, like, we, we see these situations all the time on social media and TV and movies, it's like, you would think that everyone would would have a grasp of, like, warning signs and whatnot. But unfortunately, real life doesn't work like that. And, like, some people are more than more naive than others in certain social or romantic situations. So I, a good way to frame things is if you, if you sense yourself feeling discomfort, then you need to figure out why you're uncomfortable. Because it might not even be that you're being taken for idiot. For idiot. <laughs> um, but sometimes discomfort just tells us that there's a problem either inwards or outwards um, that needs to be addressed. And try and frame whatever romantic or social situations you're in as, if, if a friend presented this situation to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would my advice be? Or yeah. w- what would I tell them? Um, but yeah. Yeah. And also don't be too trusting. Don't be too trusting because it's not it's not every day believe people and feel sorry for them because sometimes people lie. But even in that, yeah, don't be too trusting. But also don't be too suspicious because that's how, that's how you end up crazy yeah. like me. You honestly you have to just you have to if someone says something, their actions have to match. Like yeah. if someone says, Oh like oh, if someone does something and it's clearly like hurtful and they're like, Oh, but I care about you, clearly it's not matching, like it's not adding up, so you need to just, yeah. Yeah, like, Fez, if, if you were, like, take people's word, but not as gospel. As in, take the word, make a, make a note of what people say, and yeah. use, that, use that to frame yeah. your interactions. But also within that, you need to uh, apply the context of how they're acting. Yeah. And, and also, also use that to frame about, My cousin always says this. Yeah, but someone told me this, like, when, basically, when someone tells you about themselves, believe them. Amen. That's my favorite thing. Can I tell you? That's like honestly, honestly, you need to like. That's actually really good advice. Like that really helped me because Mm -hmm. when people tell you these things, people are like, especially men who love to be like, men always tell themselves, I'm so shitty. I'm so this. Cool. Calm. You're shitty. Like then it. Like that's it. That's it. Period. You told me you're shitty. Why am I gonna do the work to be like? No, but you're not. I don't know you from nowhere. You might. You are shitty. You've told me that you are. When people tell, and I I always believe people. Even the thing is, yeah, I even have some some friends who I'm still friends with to this day. When I met them, they told me about themselves, even if it wasn't verbal. They they interacted with the world in such a way that oh, I was able to infer information from that. And even though we're still Mm -hmm. friends, it's like I've used that to frame my interactions with them. So like, I wouldn't expect certain things of certain people because it's like, no, you told me in the beginning that you're bad at this or or you're you're toxic in this way. So it's like, I'm not going, it's like, I know know where we stand. Yeah, take people people like as they are and you have to meet people where you're at and where they're at because Mm. if you start putting expectations, that's when shit goes wrong. Yeah, and that is the last question. Um, 
Wow. Um, wow. We did oh my that. Gosh, that was so fun. Right. I love being podcast. I think these were the best um, sort of questions so far. Oh my days, you're going to put the little tweet, tweet, tweet. I bet it just came because we're at the end. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, so let's wrap up the show. Yeah. Um, I'm even thinking now. Go. We touched on. Okay, we started off. When we find us out. Hallelujah. Yes. Happy. We went to mental health and grief. Hmm. Um. Bottom line: get help when you need it. Use your support network because people. Oh my god, this is literally so cliche, but people, as someone who's been through it, people actually do care about you. Your friends care. And it's true. Even strangers yeah. care, you know. Strange, yeah. There's actually a lot of people Maybe online people where like, I care about their well-being. Like when I see you posting and da, 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 even though it's it's entertainment primarily, it's like it's not just entertainment though, because I want you to do well. Like I want you to achieve, I want yeah. you to succeed. So like people are watching you and they can see the effort that you're making and they do want you to do well for the most part. Um yes. if you had to leave the, the audience with any parting words, um, advice or anything. Wait, sorry, sorry, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we even get into that, um, do you have anything you're looking forward to? Anything creative or personal that you're looking forward to? Um, something fun coming up with poetry. Um, I am probably gonna sell a few more tote bags. So if you guys want to check out my art page on Instagram, it's Charlula. Just add an RT to my main name and. I'll probably post about it on Twitter too. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to good weather. Honestly, I'm looking forward to the good sun weather. sun today was really sunning like it was in the first yeah. time. I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if I had to leave with any parting words, this week's, been, this week's been nice because it's like, I love the last two episodes. Um, obviously, because because like you're literally one of my best friends it's like it was so much you're so relaxed today because yeah i wasn't really in the headspace to have to do too much um mm-hmm. and I th- oh my god i've had two gemini guests in a row um gemini supremacy the gemini energy is strong at the moment yeah um i now that we've like had like an update of like the lockdown restrictions and how we're gonna go moving forward i especially with the sun today I'm feeling mm-hmm. like more like I'm more looking I feel like I have stuff to look forward to like I feel like we're moving towards something at least um I, I this country's scary but I I just don't be too pessimistic like there is hope you will see your friends and family again even if it's not you know immediately but you're gonna be all right though nigga that's we my gonna be all right we gonna be all right like yeah um, that, um, I have some creative projects that I'm looking forward to in the future, but I can't really speak about now. Um, but yeah, you'll be you'll be hearing more from me and some guests. I really want to get a musician on the podcast. Yeah. Um, also, big up Emily from the last episode. If you guys haven't listened to the last episode of Emily, please listen because I listened. And Emily, if you're listening, I literally love you. And her clothes are so sick. So. Go and look at that and look at her clothes because they're amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I haven't done this episode. Shout outs. Um, are there any creatives that you want to shout out? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We mentioned uh, Shaz. Shaz on Instagram is shaz.97. Um, and her content is just 
what the aesthetic like the fashion yes and she's doing that model now so yeah please follow Shaz um, um I'll go next um we can do back yeah. and forth um I w- as I was about to shout him up he just shout him out he just came on my Jesse so I want to shout out um our friend Jesse Jesse is literally just a light in this world um we yeah. were blessed enough to become friends with Jesse through Twitter and like had like a group chat um Jesse is also a TikToker um he has reached let me check how much he started like last last year I think it's been like a year now and when I tell you Jesse put in more effort than I've mm-hmm. seen anyone else put into TikToks like he's giving you CGI he's giving you transitions he's giving you outfits he's giving you storylines um so Jesse has just reached 42k on TikTok Wow. And he's also just announced that he's been chosen to be a part of um, TikTok for Black Creatives. Um, oh my God! Wait, really? Yep. So he's 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 going to be mentored. Um, and yeah, that's really exciting. So. Oh my God, Jesse! Shout out to Jesse! Con- con- congrats, Jesse! Oh my God, um, Jesse's at Kinty. That's S K I N N T Y underscore, and I will share his stuff on my um, on the podcast page. Um, okay, let me just do two. Anyone looking for wigs, hit up. Um, their Instagram is B-B-Y-D-E-J-A-S. There's just really, really cute wigs in like fun colors. So like support a black queer bitch and get those wigs. Mm-hmm. And also my bestie Elise on TikTok. Her out on TikTok is Elise. 388 um she just does like if you're into like like fast fashion and makeup and stuff she does like cute hauls because fast fashion is not sustainable but we it is what it is we participate in society so if you're looking for cute shit uh like aliexpress and stuff follow her but yeah that is me done mm, let me see let me just scroll through my stories and see who comes up wow riches is really boring <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to remember because we're in this state of like every day is the same, everyone does the same stuff and tweets the same thing. Very boring. I was just gonna say, oh, because you were talking about casting, I was just gonna say everyone follow Shop by Staff and follow staff on all her accounts because she just yeah, actually, that's and my do you last know what? Yeah, staff is uh staff is our last one to run up because staff is amazing. She's on one of my besties. She does everything. She does casting, photography. Um, she's just a wonderful person. So her photography page is shot by staff. Personal is Staffy, S-T-X-F-I-I, I think. Is that what it is? Anyway, everyone will put it somewhere when yeah. in his little whatever. Um, and then she also has like Staffy Samaki, which is for casting. So if you're looking for opportunities, um, yeah. Especially if you're black and um, in London. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Also follow, has... black in, follow Black in Britain, which I yeah. <laughs> run with staff, <laughs> which I run with staff. Um, staff created thing. it. Um, staff created it. It's a, a space basically to give a voice to Black people in London because we're always a race. It started from her doing this photography project. And yeah, follow Black in Britain because we are going to be posting more content soon. So, yeah. And for those who don't know, um, staff is the one who has been blessing my head blessing me with beautiful braids um yeah back to back um that's a 
My head too. Listen, just listen. Stuff, yeah. Let's go. Stuff is the one. Let me say you. She's one to watch. She is one, one to watch. Let me even. No, let me Yo. even talk about stuff some more because I remember before yeah. I met stuff, I knew of her because she had like done a night campaign and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, this this girl's really cool. She's doing a damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. and she was. I was so amazed because it was like she was doing all these things by herself. She was getting these opportunities yeah. by herself. Like, and I'm just like that work ethic. And then one of my um, friends from secondary, Seth Sickform, was actually the one who introduced me to her because she's a photographer as well. Um, and she put my name forward for one of staff's campaigns. Um, and I was lucky enough to be a part of like a Pride campaign that staff did for the release of um, mm-hmm. a, a book. But I'm always so excited yeah. to like, just do anything. We love her. staff. We honestly love staff. Staff is so hardworking so amazing so creative she's just i just I'm staff, so good if you're listening good just so good stuff is just amazing okay and she puts in the work to do what she needs to do all of these projects she starts herself she finds the work herself she starts projects she helps people she like it's just amazing okay so everyone by force follow staff please <laughs> all right well that's going to be the end of this episode of chats hurt i hope you have Yay. a good week from tomorrow if you're listening on sunday everyone um, enjoy and i'm super excited to have more guests on I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to like figure out a schedule of stuff like that and just like properly lock in like appointments of people rather than just do it as it comes um but yeah I, hopefully i'll have some more exciting guests on um, yeah. and I want to I want to ha- like have people from different sort of like crafts or professions or different industries so mm-hmm. that we can get a very diverse um a very diverse like experience for the viewers and just like talking to people from different walks of life is so like enriching yeah um, definitely so yeah tune in yeah thank time. you for having me on um if you're listening on apple podcasts please leave a five-star review um and I would appreciate if people share and comment when I do share stuff on Instagram and Twitter because it helps yeah. a lot. Oh, and use the hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag chirps hurts pod. That is C H I R P S E hurts pod. Thank mm. you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, we did that. We did that. We did that. We did that. Um, that was good.